Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Jake Mathis, and this is from Bob's office. It is currently 2.30 on December 10th, 2019. Sitting here with me is... Jacob Bomber, and the next voice you hear belongs to somebody I've known for four years now, which is kind of crazy to think about. He's a talented athlete, an avid sports fan, and is the first guest we have had who will be recording with us without being in the same room as us, Go Technology. Coming in live from the great country of Ireland, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Mead. Good evening, or morning, or afternoon. Because <laughs> <laughs> it it's now 10.30 for you out there? 10.30 p.m., yep. Oof. We'll try to not make this last till the late hours, but these can sometimes go on for a while. That's not a problem. So the way I know Aaron is... And I still, to this day, feel really bad about it <laughs> because I played my first season for the Aviators in 2014. And so I played that season. It was great. Whatever. Um, sometime during that season, Aaron sent me a message on Facebook, except there is a part of Facebook where if you're not friends with them, it just sends the message. Like if they send a message, it sends it into like a requesting box or requesting folder or whatever that for whatever reason I either never checked on the computer or it didn't alert me on my phone or anything so Aaron sends I would go back and try to find it but that might take a while but you send the first message is something like hey I play ultimate and I would really like to know like what it would take to become a pro frisbee player one day just you know just like it like that's your initial message and then I don't receive that. And then I think like a day or two later, you send another one that's like, if you have time to respond or anything, just, you know, whatever. And and I still don't see that one either. I don't see them for a year. I don't see them till the next summer. And then I see them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just left this kid hanging for a year. I am a jerk. So I respond and I'm like, I am so sorry that I didn't see these. I Yeah, man, it's awesome that you play like... <laughs> And that, and so to this day, I just feel bad that I just left you out there for a year without saying anything. That's terrible. <laughs> I blame Facebook. Facebook should have had something. I know someone there, so I'll, I'll let them know. Yeah. At Facebook. Yeah, I, I know someone who works in like the data, like the data thing. For That's random. He's a cool guy. So yeah, so me and Aaron just started talking about Ultimate a bit, and then just kind of kept connecting from there with sports and life and. Four years later, here we are. Here we are. Do you, I asked you, I think I asked you when I first responded, like, what, how did you even find me to message me? Like, how did that even happen? Do you remember? Because back then you're like, I don't know, it was a year ago. What do you want from me? I have no idea. (laughs) I have absolutely no idea whatsoever. Did you did you message anyone else? Like there are way more famous players than me. I was like the the fact that you picked me instead of all these other people. I'm certain I did, just to get different points of view on stuff. But like, I cannot remember to tell the truth. Did any did anyone else reply? As far as I'm aware, I actually got a good few replies. Yeah. Oh, good job, frisbee players. That's the way to go. Yeah. I'd be. I mean. They're not the most high-profile of athletes, to be fair. So, uh, yeah, you you, you sent a message to me. Yeah, I wasn't even sure. the most high-profile person on my team, let alone the league. <laughs> well, that's funny. 
do you, yeah, so I was going to say, if you remember who responded, because it would be pretty funny if I was um, like, hey, did you ever get a message from this kid in Ireland? They're like, I can yeah. check. I mean, you don't have to. I, I feel like that'd be a lot <laughs> to scroll down. Yeah, we can we can revisit that some other time. Uh, if I start scrolling now by the end of the recording, I might come across something. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours later, we'll see what's up. All right, yeah, so that's how that's how Aaron and I were acquainted many moons ago. Um so we'll just jump into talking about our weekends. What did you do this weekend, Jake? Um, this weekend, I did a whole lot of nothing until Sunday. And do we want to talk about Sunday yet? or? We'll get there. Okay, so we'll get there. So I did something fun Sunday it, to uh, be announced, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, so like this week, it's been a lot of like schoolwork and stuff because it's finals week. So kind of getting the last few things done so I can enjoy my winter break as Jacob drinks from his... Uh, freeze? Don't even question freeze? Mark? No. At Chick Fil A, they have something called a. What? He doesn't know what Chick Fil A is. I, I mean, he might. Do you, have you? I, I, I know. Don't worry. Oh, see, <laughs> it's it's international. Are there actually Chick Fil A's in Ireland? Or you just know? Nah, I, just, I, I just know of it. Oh, man, well, wait till you get to America. Then, man, if you ever make it out here, I will buy you many Chick Fil A's. Just, just to make it worth and in and out in and out first in and no, out's number one Chick-fil-A first no Chick-fil-A is significant the hierarchy is in and out than Chick-fil-A um yeah so they have something called a uh frosted lemonade and it's heaven in a cup but that's just me it's alright that was the end <laughs> that was your transition into me now yeah what did I do this weekend Saturday I plead 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 I played Beach Ultimate for three hours Saturday morning, and that at times was we had way more people than I anticipated, considering it was supposed to rain. Because we're wimps in Southern California, and if it rains, we don't like to go outside. True. But we actually had a really good turnout, which meant that I didn't actually get a lot of playing time for a long stretch of time. And then by the end, I started playing a lot more, and I actually played pretty well, and I was happy. And then I went home and watched. Football, the college football games were awesome. We'll get to that. And then at one point during the day, one of my students said he was going to the Y, and if I wanted to go, so I went with him, and we played basketball at the Y for an hour and a half. Then I came home and watched more football. It was a great day of football and sports. And then Sunday was church, and then we were watching football at the house, and the thing that we did was fun. So we're sitting. So the initial plan, the Rams were playing the Seahawks, in LA and I know multiple Seahawks fans and so I had told a bunch of people hey I'm gonna host a watch party at my church come hang out there'll be food and just watching a good game hopefully my team doesn't get wrecked and so initially like a month ago I had a bunch of people who were like yeah that sounds fun we're in and then leading up to it there was three people who said they were going so uh, Jake came over uh, Owen came over, and so we're just hanging out at the house waiting for the game to start, and it's like 3 o'clock. And Cody looks on SeatGeek and sees that tickets to the game are $35. And he looks at us and he goes, guys. <laughs> and and like two or three minutes go by where we're all kind of like, yeah, that'd be fun, but... And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. <laughs> we Nobody's coming to this watch party anyway. Let's just go to the game. So me, Cody, Jake, and Owen chose instead to go to the <laughs> Rams-Seahawks game, and it was great. 
Yeah, it wasn't too cold, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, it didn't rain, which is even better. True. Uh, we almost got altitude poisoning because <laughs> of how high we had to go. Sit. We were literally the top row. I've and so we had to climb all the way up the bleachers. Not bleachers. Uh, yeah, bleachers. Yeah. I mean, the stands. Top stands. of the stands. There we go. We had to climb all the way up to the top. And, like, I stood on my chair to, like, look over the, the railing. And, I like, I saw, like, just thousands of people, like, filing in. I'm like, wow, we're really high up. If I fall, this is over. <laughs> you could literally see all of L.A. <laughs> we could see downtown L.A. Well, from we had a seats. really nice, like, view of, like, downtown L.A. Yeah. And stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> so we were there to watch a football game. I have never been... So far away from the playing surface of an event I was there to watch. Um, I think I was farther away than I've been at, like, concerts. Yeah, I've been very I felt far away like I've never... Um, but we... I could barely tell a game was going on. I didn't bring my glasses. <laughs> and we happened to sit next to... We had a group in front of us that was pretty fun. They were Rams fans, and they were joking around, having fun the whole time. There was a guy, oh, two okay. sections to our left, who... Didn't go more than three minutes without changing what he was wearing for the entire duration of the game. So he was either he was either shirtless, wearing a sweatshirt, or wearing his Rams jersey the entire time. Every time anything happened, he would change what he was doing. He would change where he was standing. He would run around that row. He would go down like 12, 15 rows and run back up. He was screaming. He would look to his left and right and yell at we don't know who he was yelling at. I kept wanting to know. The guy who we, sat in front of us had made like eye contact with him and like screamed the, at him and then he screamed back. The best part of that. Like, Dang it, I made a friend. <laughs> the best part of that is they were both wearing the same number 30 Todd Gurley uh, color rush yellow jersey. Ugh. So very Yons. early on, I looked at the guy in front of us and I was like, so how stoked are you that you're wearing the exact same jersey <laughs> as him? He's like, I am so upset right now. <laughs> and so they, it was kind of like a whole quarter of like, man, this is awkward and tough. But then by the second quarter, the guy in front of us just owned it. And so every time something good happened, they looked at each other and made eye contact and he would like mimic the other guy's cheers and it was great. <laughs> it was very entertaining. And on top of that, the Rams kicked butt, and I loved every moment of that. I was, I was very surprised. I was very worried we were going to get embarrassed on national television again by another MVP candidate, and it didn't happen. We shut him down, and they only scored a touchdown on an interception return. So I was very Which happy. Which he was shirtless for. <laughs> not, not Jacob. I, but no. <laughs> so that was a really fun game to be at, and... So that was that was our weekend. That was my second NFL game, and they've both been in that stadium. Yeah, and so they've both been losses by the team that you wanted to win. That is also true. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Yep. That was my second game this year, so I was happy to be at multiple games. One win, one loss. Yeah. So Aaron went somewhere this weekend. He went on a travel adventure. What did you do? I just went for a weekend away in Manchester, England. Just nothing me. too, nothing too special. It's only about an hour from here, so. Oh, it's only traveling an hour away. With, yeah, traveling between Ireland and England is very easy. It's usually about anywhere from twenty to fifty for a return flight, an hour each way. So it's it's pretty easy. Nothing, nothing too hard. The one <laughs> thing though is I was flying from Dublin, which is a three-hour coach from here. At 6 a.m., so I had to leave my house at 
10 p.m. to get to Cork City from the kind of satellite town where I live. Had to get a three-hour coach at 11 p.m. to get to the airport for 2 a.m. because there's no other coach that would get me there before my flight. So a flight that took one hour had a total of 12 hours of travelling between coaches. Oh, my. <laughs> for a one-hour trip to... Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the entire first day, the Friday I was there, just slept nearly throughout the whole day because I was up for the whole day prior. <laughs> I, I, forget, I was messaging you pretty late in the day, and I was like, wait a minute, it is 4 a.m. where you are. Why are yeah. you awake? And the best thing, the best thing about it was the departure lane just was wasn't open yet until about three or four a.m., which means I had to like stay in the between like the check-in area where there's like nowhere to charge your phone, nowhere to oh, like nowhere open to eat, yeah. nowhere to sleep. Oh man, it was great, great, great time, great time. Dude, travel adventures are the best. I have on multiple occasions slept overnight in an airport. The first time was in North Carolina because we. The Long Beach State Frisbee team, we went to North Carolina for a pretty big college tournament. And so we I fly into, I don't remember if I flew into Durham. I think I flew into Durham. And I flew in on a Wednesday, and everyone else was flying in on Thursday. So I was by myself in the airport and in their airport, because it's North Carolina, and so that's like a pretty big spot for aviation. In the airport, there was like an exhibit for aviation. So I, t- I went in the exhibit and laid down under, like, a display and just slept under the display. I feel like you weren't allowed to do that. At one point, some guy came in and, like, vacuumed but didn't tell me anything. So once the morning came, I just got up and went out and waited for the rest of my team to show up on Thursday. And then the other time I was in uh, – I had flown to Madison, Wisconsin – and it was for college nationals for me to just go watch. And I was going to be hanging out with the UC San Diego team that whole weekend. But again, I flew in a day early. So I get to Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm just in that airport by myself. And I don't remember where I slept, but I spent all day in, they had like a little bookstore. So I just read in the bookstore all morning. And then it was during the NBA playoffs. So then I watched a couple of games during the day until the guys showed up. And then I went with them. But I feel like when you, like, go into a bookstore, they kind of get mad if you just read the book instead of buying it. Most people that exist in bookstores appreciate books, so they're, like, fine with people reading. Like, I went in a couple months ago now. I went into Barnes & Noble and read the first 15, 20 pages of The Goldfinch. And then that made me want to buy the Goldfinch. So then I did. Hmm. So there's an aspect to that of like, people aren't going to sit there and read a book for eight hours and they're not going to come back and read an hour every day. Like it's not, okay, really? You want to get into a bet situation? Oh, do we have news for you people? (laughs) I almost forgot. Aaron, you may or may not think this is funny, but I am very excited about this. So I'm probably going to (laughs) die. It's very possible that Jake actually suffers some physical pain. And that, like, legitimately, and that makes this even more exciting. The So Thanksgiving was two weeks ago, and people, the main conversation to have about Thanksgiving is which parts of the meal are your favorite. It is widely known, or Jake makes it widely known, that Jake hates turkey. Low-tier, worst meat possible. 
not a fan. Bad chicken. And so today we were at Los Alamitos High for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes meeting at lunch. Go Griffins. And, and we were walking with our friend Jacob, who was previously on a podcast, and we were having this conversation with uh, one of the other leaders there, Kenzie. And so the conversation comes up, and Jake mentions his stance on turkey, and he mentions how much he loves ham. And I think someone else brought up ham, and then I'm like, I love ham. And what did you say about how much you love ham? I said I love ham so much that I could probably eat a whole ham. Which, which when you say it like that, is like, you mean you could eat a whole pig? Like, what does that even mean? But when you, at the store, like, they come in these big, I don't even know what to call them. They're just like big hunks of ham. Hunk. I, I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. Um, so, <laughs> so Jake says this. And Jacob looks at him and says, no, you can't. And Jake looks back and he goes, bet. And Jacob looks at him and goes, okay, and holds out his hand. And so now (laughs) Jake is laughing like, yeah, whatever. And Jacob's like, no, I will bet you $100 that you cannot eat an entire thing of ham. And Jake takes the bet. So what it actually is is Jacob said, I will give you $100 if you can do this. So... Jake makes this agreement. I'm looking at pictures. Five pound piece of ham, is it too big? Okay, so the here is the arrangement. The arrangement is Jake has one hour to eat a five pound thing of ham. <laughs> exactly. So what Jacob is going to do... Again, I should weigh myself. Is, here's, here's what's going to be rough about this, is the people that are going to be involved are me and Jake, the other Jacob, and our other friend Jake. <laughs> and so we so on Friday, this Friday, today's Tuesday, this Friday, we are going to record at one o'clock in the afternoon and we're also going to live stream on Instagram from my phone and we're gonna record a podcast at the same time and post both of them. Jake is going to be Jake is going to have an hour to eat a five pound thing of ham while me jacob and jake have a conversation and go back and forth between encouraging him and making fun of him the whole time and it's going to be incredibly entertaining so if anybody that is listening to this (laughs) listens to this before friday make sure you are tuning in on friday for what could be amazing well it could be my last day on earth it's possible Quite possible. So, so other Jacob is is merciful in a way and decided that he would give Jake a little leeway and would create markers in that if Jake eats like half of it, then he'll get so much money, and then every like poundage after that or whatever, he'll get more money up to a hundred dollars for the whole five pounds. So. <laughs> Jacob didn't want it to be like, you got to four and a half pounds and then you're going to die and get nothing. He didn't classify that if I throw up, it just automatically stops. So what if I just eat a lot, throw up, and then eat the rest? <laughs> it's one hour. I I think every eating challenge, that is a assumed rule. I'll, that I'll you can't throw it up in the middle of it. That would what be cheating. What if it's by not my choice? That, what if it's I by someone being like... You're not. People do choose I, to throw up. <laughs> given that situation, people do not actively choose to throw up to continue to go. 
So I'm I'm going to state that you do not have that option. You have to actually consume the ham in its entirety without throwing it up. And I don't know if you're going to have water with you. I don't know what you're going to have with you. Water will slow me down. Oh, ham what? juice. I don't think. Ham juice. I'll, that's that's I'll, what I'm thinking. I'll ring it out. <laughs> Just drink. So the conversation also came up whether it was going to be really sweet or really salty or whatever. If it's salty, I will die. Yeah. So Jake wants it. Get that, that honey glazed ham so that there's some smooth grease sailing along the way. I'm going to die. Like <laughs> You're going to die on a live stream. It's going to be great. You probably will be taken off of wherever you're trying to live stream if I die. But we will have millions of views, and I will make a lot of money, and then we'll take <laughs> Then we'll pay for my funeral. Yep. <laughs> Don't worry, Mom. With we got the, it covered. With the ham juice, though. Yeah. Since that's kind of water weight, will that make it easier since it's like less meat, more less density to get through? Or is the saltiness going to slow you down more? So I feel like the saltiness of... If a ham was cooked salty, I would it would take away the slime of my mouth and stuff though. So that's why I want like a nice moist ham. Yeah. I feel like it'd be a lot easier for that to go down than a salty heap of ham. <laughs> so I, I am... all in all, I am nervous, scared, and I'm ready to get a hundred dollars. Or die. Or I, yeah, or, or die. die. Or I might just buy the ham off of him and then we just sit and we just record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if I look at it and think I'm gonna die, I will double the money. And be like, here, this is how much this costs. Here's double it, and don't make me do it. <laughs> but I will do it. He sent me pictures of it while we were at FCA. We were just sitting from across the room. He like made eye contact with me, and he sent me a picture of like a ham cut up. And then he's like five pounds, one hundred dollars, and I just type back easy. <laughs> so I'm kind of in it for a long run. So that is what we have to look forward to besides um, our other podcasts that we are doing on Thursday. Oh. Why do I keep forgetting who's on Thursday? It's Micah. Oh, yeah, it's Micah. Ah, that's bad job out of me. Um, so we have that to look forward to very much. It's you guys great. have that to look forward to. We still need to figure out where it's going to be. So if anyone listens to this between now and Friday and decides they have somewhere that they think would be fun for us to do that from, because we do not want to solely Bob's office with ham juice and Jake's death. So we need to figure that out. All right, enough about that. I'm going to die. You're good. <laughs> from Jake's proverbial physical death to Jake's possible emotional death, depending on how the Packers do the rest of the season. What? We're winning right now. We're fine. Yeah, right now. Yeah. How'd Sunday go? We won. Yeah. Let's recall that on Thursday, when we were talking about this game against the woeful, horrible, awful, inept Redskins, Jake was sure that they were going to win by at least 14. How much did they win by, Jake? Five. Five. They beat the Redskins by five points. Aaron Rodgers made a very good comment. He said, a win's a win, even if it's ugly. I would take all. I would take ugly wins the rest of the year if we win a Super Bowl. So, ugly wins are ugly wins. Yes. I believe in Aaron Rodgers. But. Aaron Rodgers, 2024 for presidency. I, he won't be old enough, I don't think. No? Because he'd be... You're the history major. Is it 35 or 41? I'm pretty sure it's in the 30s. Oh, then yeah, he can. 
or no, maybe congressman in the 30s. And I think pres- I don't know. You're gonna look it up right now. How old? <laughs> I am a history major, not a government major. It's the history of this country. That doesn't. Not Do you have to be a certain age to be a political leader in Ireland? You do. I think it's 25. I'm not 100 percent sure. 100 sure. See, our president, our president isn't like like your president. Like the way England have a prime minister, we have something like that too, and that's mm-hmm. like runs the country. But then there's like the president who shows up at like soccer matches, shakes hands, kind of thing. You're allowed to say football. We know that they don't play American football, football. in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They actually do. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. very small. Though. Who? It's very small. There's like maybe eight or nine teams in the whole country. What? A lot of university and stuff. Yeah. When we were, uh, I was at the U20 Irish national team trial, and on the pitches adjacent to us, there was a big Irish American football game going on. Uh, that That's that cool. is news to me. I knew they played in like uh, in Europe because that one receiver, that one giant receiver, he won like the MVP in that league, and then he came and played for the Vikings for like one game. Right, that is more information than I have. Yeah, European American football. Well, they were called like the unicorns or something. <laughs> they were no, like they were actually. I will take your word for it. So did you find out our, our information? For what? The president. Oh, 35. Yeah. Like I thought so. So either we copied Ireland or Ireland copied us. Uh, they've been around longer. So yeah, that's, why, <laughs> that's why I said the first thing first. Um, so anyway, how do we get there? Um, oh, Aaron Rodgers, 2024. Yeah. So turns He's old out, enough. Uh, he Isn't will he be. 35? He's 31. He okay. is not 31. That is horribly inaccurate. He's been playing for at least 10 years, and he sat on the bench for two and a half or three. You're right. He's 36. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Why do I know more about Aaron than you do? Well, in my head, he's still 31. We're still winning Super Bowls. <laughs> he wasn't even 31 when we won the Super Bowl. He was 26. Oh, man. What am I doing in my life? I'm, <laughs> once I'm 26, nowhere near 26. Once I'm 26 and I don't have a Super Bowl, what's going to happen? <laughs> Some I, A kid asked me on Monday. You should try out for the NBA. I said, I am 33 years old. <laughs> they were like, is there, is there an age limit for the NBA? I said, no. <laughs> but if I haven't done it by now, the odds are pretty darn low. You could be like that one uh, Lakers player who played. Yeah, for... except he's been playing professional basketball this whole time. He also teaches. You know, the highest level of <laughs> <laughs> he also teaches. The highest level of basketball I've ever played at. The YMCA. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> for uh, our Irish listener, he um. The YMCA is a gym. <laughs> I don't. Okay. I don't know if you guys have YMCAs. Well, I think we do, but I'm pretty sure they're different. Oh. There was actually there's a YMCA in my team, but I'm pretty sure it's like a school or something like that. Oh, okay. I mean, the initial. I'm not gonna pretend like I know exactly the history of the YMCA, but it's supposed to stand for Young Men's Christian Association, so it's supposed oh. to be kind of like a Boy Scouts type thing. Yeah. Ish. And that was a long time ago, and now it's just a gym that does slightly more community things. But that's basically what that is. So I've played in a couple of adult leagues in the YMCA here. But I did almost make the Clippers Summer League team once. I did not know this. No, I figured out. So so in playing at the YMCA Adult League, 
this is like 10 years ago now probably. Um, one of the teams I played on had a bunch of guys who were really good and they were like really helpful with encouraging me. I used to be just so bad and uh, not physical and not aggressive and really passive when I played. And so that's kind of why I started playing the adult league to like build myself up a little more in those things. And they were really good about encouraging me and pushing me and doing that kind of stuff. And there was one guy on the team who the Clippers for a number of years, I don't know if they still do it. They hosted a three on three tournament outside the Staples center during the off season. Like I think it was a couple of weeks before summer league started. And so he was like, Hey, I'm playing in this. Do you want to join me? I said, sure. That sounds like fun. So it was me. So I'm six, seven. He, I think is like six, three, six, four. And we got this other guy too. And so we go down there and we played really well and we made it all the way to the semis and then we lost in the semis. And I don't remember if the team, and so the Clippers had said like the winners of the three on three tournament, those three players get spots on the summer league team. That's crazy. Yeah. So. I was that close. What could have been? I know. Yeah. Could have, yeah. What, what could have been? Brian Scalabrini 2.0. <laughs> oh, fun fact. Brian Scalabrini is the cousin of my best friend in middle school and high school. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that. that. Brian Scalabrini is why I am a USC fan in general because my cousin or my friend in middle school, he was like, oh, yeah, that's my dad's sister's son. It's like, what? And they lived in Washington. He's from the, like, Seattle area. So we went. We would watch USC games. We went to a couple. And so there was one we went to that I either bought or somebody gave me a white, like, SC basketball shirt. And after the game, we, like, talked to Brian for a little bit. And then we got a bunch of guys' autographs. So I still have that shirt in my closet. And it's got Brian Scalabrini's signature on it. And Probably the only one of. White Mamba, baby. Alex. You better believe when. No. <laughs> Alex you better Caruso? believe when. Brian had that huge conference final series with the Nets back in the day that got them to the finals. He scored a big payday and then didn't do anything again after that. When your nickname is you the Human Victory Cigar, you know you've made it. I don't he would that. only come into the games at the end of games when for sure the team had already won. Nice. So besides White Mamba, he's also the Human Victory Cigar. And he would in no way ever remember who I was. That's but. what I want to be is like the garbage time player that comes in, like victory formation. Be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm on the field sometimes. It's, it's not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> I was that guy in basketball in high school my one year of playing. And it sucked. You don't want to mm-hmm. be that guy. Um, just not being good. <laughs> I don't have to imagine I was not good. If I were as good then as I am now, that would things would have been different. But... When you're 33, it doesn't really matter anymore. It's all downhill from here. Oh, that's but, really sad. Don't, don't, tell, the, out a coffin? don't like, tell the aviators I said that because I still want to make the team this year. I still have a lot of potential in front of me. Maybe me I can hold out for a couple of years and then Aaron and I can be teammates. Give me two or three more years. Yeah, it'd be ideal. So, I mean, we were kind of talking about the Redskins and Packers. Oh, yeah, we won. We did good. We played the Bears. You didn't do good. We still won. You did. A win's a win. Relatively well. Superman does good. Better than Just tying. Kidding. I hate that sentence. Cody says it all the time. Well. Better than tying. You are right. Tying is the, I'd rather lose than tie. Yeah, exactly. So we won, and we're moving on to the Bears, which is going to be another win. Here's what and needs to happen. You have to beat the Vikings. Yes. 
If you do not, the Rams, oh, we have to play, we play at Dallas next week, which shouldn't concern me, but it really does. Dallas is trash, but we have, for no good reason, the ability to play really bad at inopportune times. So we need to beat Dallas, but we have three games left. And the Vikings, so everybody has three games left. The Vikings are a game up on us, but we have the tiebreaker. So either we go three and zero, and the Vikings go two and one, or we go two and one, and the Vikings go one or two. The problem is we have to play at Dallas and at San Francisco back to back weeks, and somehow win at least one, if not two, of those games. The Vikings play uh, at the Chargers, which. The Chargers, of all the Chargers' losses, they've all been by one score or less. So they've at least kept it close, and they have potential. And it's a Chargers home game. So all those things are going in our favor. We just need them to pull it out. And then the Vikings host the Packers. I really, really, really need the Packers to win that game. Because then the next game is the Bears, and I don't think there's any way the Bears are beating Minnesota in Minnesota on the last game of the season. So I really need a Chargers win. I really need a Packers win. So the Vikings go one and two, and we can afford to lose one game and be okay. If we win against the Bears, and if Dallas beats you guys, we clinch a playoff spot. Yeah, I don't so care about you clinching a playoff spot. I, I want to clinch. A playoff I'd rather spot. clinch a playoff spot. So I want the, I want the, what's it call it? Oh, good. I don't even care about them that much. <laughs> uh, I want the uh, those boys. The Vikings. Yep. No, I can't cheer for them. How do you? I bet no, the Cowboys. Want? Oh, I want you the, want Cowboys the Cowboys to, to be Actually, that's yeah. really hard for me to cheer for the Ooh. Cowboys, too. Yeah, see? Never mind. I don't want anything to happen. Um, my other favorite thing to talk about football-wise is how ridiculous Jameis Winston is. That's so bad. Bad. Okay. Jameis Winston leads the league in passing yards. Leads nope. the league in... Second. False. He's still second. Who? Dak. No. Yes. That was... Five dollars. No. Wow, that that means he doesn't believe in himself, so he's not going right. to accept the bet. That's because I'm. That's how you bet. You I'm, only I'm bet. What do you sure mean? Have you not seen me today? I've been betting all day. I'm eating a ham. You're not. <laughs> there's no way to win that, Jacob. Even if you eat the whole ham, Jacob, and get a hundred dollars, you're look still gonna look at this. That's the most serious you have ever been to me ever. Look, you looked me in the eye I, and said my whole name. Look, I eat this ham. Even if I don't finish it, I get free lunch. I get free ham. It, <laughs> You're going to suffer a lot. I'm going to suffer no matter what. <laughs> what were you going to say, Aaron? Do you remember what you were going to say? Aaron. Did we lose you? I'm sure it was, I was on mute. Apologies. No. He's <laughs> notice. He's gone. My finger must have slipped. He's back. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. You were going to say something about the fact that we were betting or something. Oh, no. I use... Maybe not. What was I saying? I, right. I genuinely can't remember. All right. Okay, by seven yards. Dak Prescott has seven more yards than Jameis Winston. That's so still... you're right. It's more. I would have won $5. Look at that. No, See, you wouldn't have. I wouldn't have betters. bet on that because I wasn't 100% sure. I only bet when I know. I mean, not counting when I make football bets because... I just do that for fun to keep track of things. That was a football bet. But when I actually, that's not what I meant. Pickums. So Winston, so he's second in the league in passing yards, but he leads the league in interceptions by a lot. By the way, 
It's like 28, and the closest person's like 16. Okay, that's not 28, but it, it's it, a lot. It's quite 23. A bit. That's still significant. I need to pull this actual. Sometimes pro football reference isn't super awesome the best. But, yeah, so Winston has 23. Wow, that did not do the right thing. What just happened? Computer's freaking out on me. He's just trash. No, I would just, not want to start yeah, my franchise. So Winston has 23, and the next most, Baker, has 16. And then Rivers is 15, and Goff has 14. Sick. So, oh, man. Jameis Winston, Phillip Rivers, Jared Goff, and Matt Ryan are all top five in yards and interceptions. That's so bad. That's fantastic. I, oh, man. I can't do it. I'd rather have. And he's only two touchdowns behind Lamar Jackson for the most. Imagine know, leading the so league in stupid. yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. That's so bad. I want that to happen that's so bad. That's the triple crown. Please, Jameis, throw a ton of touchdowns. That's so bad, oh, though. I want that really bad. I don't think he'll catch up to Lamar. Lamar is on. <laughs> so anyway, so this week they were playing the Colts, and Jameis Winston had four touchdowns and three interceptions. That's and so that's bad. just a fantastic stat line because his games are entertaining no matter what. And like 358 yards or something like that. Like a lot. Yep. I think it was over so 400 bad. again. <laughs> as long as it's entertaining. I'd rather have Chase Hill. Uh, really quick, moving to college. The So that's what I spent all day Saturday doing is watching the conference championship games. The first one, Oklahoma-Baylor in the morning. Whoever won that looked like they were going to be the – because Utah really laid down on the job Friday night against Oregon. I didn't know that. You didn't see that? No. Utah got thwacked by Oregon. I don't think that's a word. It you is just definitely said. a word. Thwacked. T-H-W. I don't... Anyway. Yeah. Utah crumbled. So Utah got booted. Good. Um, so between Oklahoma and Baylor, and that game was really entertaining. Oklahoma had oh, a lead. Wow. And then Baylor... Baylor's first string quarterback, I think, got hurt. Their second string quarterback came in for like one or two drives, and then they pulled him. The third string quarterback came in. A true freshman. First start. I think his like... Fourth pass attempt. He comes in, first pass attempt of the game, 81-yard touchdown. So they score. Oklahoma gets it. Doesn't do anything. Baylor gets the ball back. Second pass attempt by this guy, 80-yard completion. Oh, man. His first two passes, he had two completions for 161 yards in the touchdown. Um, It was nuts. I was watching that happen, and I was very excited. But Oklahoma ended up winning. So that worked out for them. And then the second game was LSU-Georgia, and Georgia did not play up. Jake Fromm has a lot of skills, but he did not rise to the occasion, whereas Joe Burrow definitely won the Heisman. Joe Burrow's wild. He caught a pass. (laughs) Yeah. One of the first passes of the game, Burrow got it deflected back in his face, and he caught it and ran for a first down with it. So when you're completing passes to yourself for first downs, you really know. The Heisman gods are smiling on you. So I think Joe Burrow has to win the Heisman. I don't think Tim Tebow would smile at any LSU people. But you said the Heisman gods. I don't... Oh, so Tim Tebow's a god? He's a legend, but I don't know if he's a god. (coughs) And then the last game of the day was Ohio State-Wisconsin. And I was positive that Wisconsin was just going to get wrecked. Because Wisconsin has not had an offense for a month. And Ohio State scores 50 points all the time. And that is not how the game started. The game started, and Wisconsin just went down and scored and ended up, they were up 21-3 to or something at halftime. And then Ohio State scored 27 straight points and or something like that. 
Ohio State got it together in the second half and dominated. So, so that happened. So now the final four is or the college football playoff rankings. LSU moved up to number one, which I think was fair, but I wouldn't have been mad if Ohio Thank State you. was one because Ohio State has played a bunch of ranked opponents and beat them by an average of 25 points, and LSU has played a couple ranked opponents and beat them by an average of 12. But Ohio State really needed to handle Wisconsin the way LSU handled Georgia, and that didn't happen. So I'm not mad with LSU being one. So LSU is one, Ohio State is two. Clemson is still undefeated, scoring a ton of points at three, but they haven't played anybody, so that'll be interesting. And Oklahoma at four. So Ohio State versus Clemson, LSU versus Oklahoma, those will be really good games. And whoever wins either of those games, that'll be a good championship. I'm very excited about seeing how that plays out. I got LSU winning it all, though. Why? I don't know. I think they're just the best team right now. They're, Ohio, I don't disagree. I just Ohio's pretty close, though, but I think LSU's playing at every level pretty LSU well. LSU has the best player in the country, and they have a freshman defensive back who had two ridiculous interceptions. Yeah. It was – that guy's a stud, Stingley. His last name's Stingley, and he's very good. So I'm all in on – even though it hurts me to like root for LSU because I'm an Alabama fan, second so behind USC, I LSU is really impressive. This is very exciting. So go them. Uh, quick basketball note: so our last guest, Tony, is a huge Timberwolves fan. We talked about that extensively. Imagine Aaron living in Southern California and being a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. I have to ask why. Yeah, we did too. He basically, the short answer is he's from Phoenix but didn't want to root for the Suns. He lived in a different part of Southern California, so he wasn't super close and didn't want to like just root for the Lakers just because. He didn't want to be a Clippers fan because he didn't want that agony, and he didn't want to be a Kings fan because he also didn't want that agony, and he didn't want to just be on the train of the Warriors because this is he became a fan like six, seven years ago, so he didn't want to just bandwagon on the Warriors. So he was like, What's a cool-looking team that it would be fun that no one else roots for? And he picked Minnesota. And so there you go. <laughs> so so he was at the game Sunday night against the Lakers, and it was a really entertaining game. It was like 142 to 125. The Lakers, no, I thought it was like 150. No. Was like the Lakers beat up. It was 142, 125. Anthony Davis had 50. LeBron and 80 combined for 82 points. Yeah. So. Which is arguably a lot. So it was a loss for the Timberwolves, but it was really exciting game to watch for Tony. And he talked about he's going to fly out to Minnesota in the spring to watch them play out there. So he's all in on the Timberwolves. He's the only person I know that, as Jake shows me a Krispy Kreme ad, he's the only person I know that is a actual Timberwolves fan. So that's entertaining. Yeah, I, I don't know any other than him. Carl Anthony Towns is cool though, but yeah. I mean, yeah, that. he's talented. Wiggins is talented. I oh, liked yeah. I liked when Rubio was on them. No Rubio's on the Suns, but yeah. Um, the Angels traded away Zach Kozark. I mean, he didn't even play with us. And good the, baseball and transition. the short and the shortstop that we drafted last year both traded away to San Francisco. Which Will Wilson? Oh, that's the guy I was talking to on Instagram. Oh well. He's now it. part of the San Francisco Giants for cash or player to be named. So our first round pick last year was this guy, Will Wilson, who played at North Carolina State. 
And so just for fun, I was like, he's our first round pick. I'm just going to send him a message like, hey, man, welcome to the team. Good luck rooting for you. And he responded a couple times, and it was pretty cool. I mean, he's like this 20-year-old kid, so whatever. And then now he's gone. And he was like, he was getting playing time at rookie ball, and he was hitting pretty well, too. I was trying to keep track. Don't worry. Now he's gone. It's fine. We're getting money. Not to tell him. Sorry, guy. We have more money for Garrett Cole. It's not like Cozart. I don't know what his contract was. This guy probably is good money, though. Okay, so into our last sports segment, briefly talking about baseball. Steven Strasburg signed... Resigned with the Nationals for seven years, two hundred forty-five million, which is the exact contract that Cole was offered by the Yankees. So I think that's funny because Strasburg was like, "Oh, look what he's getting! I'll take that." And then it happened. But now Cole is like, "Well, I'm better than Strasburg, so I need more money than that." So we'll see where Cole goes. I have zero hope that he comes here. That really? doesn't seem likely at I all. Think it's Obviously, I would love it, but I don't think we can afford to give another player over $280 million. We'll just pay the luxury tax. They said, like, okay, Artie said that he's willing to pay luxury tax. We would have over, what, over $800 million? Ian brought up the thing where... Um, In two guys? Ian brought up the Maybe thing where Ian, we would... Front or we would backload his contract, so that way we pay him a bit, yeah, then pay him sucks. a lot. Well, it's realistic because we have to pay Pulos still. So like after he's yeah, off but the that thing, means then we five years from more. now we're gonna have to pay Cole fifty million dollars a year. Well, if he's good, that's too much. Well, I'd rather front load it. Yeah, get the high numbers off early. So, I'm happy for Strasburg. I really don't want to see Cole in a Yankees jersey. I don't. Uh, obviously, I would love him to come to the Angels. As long as he doesn't sign with the Yankees and Dodgers, I don't care. But I swear, if he signs with either of them, I'm going to be so mad. And then the only other, as of right now, interesting baseball news is they proposed this rule back in like March, and apparently at the winter meetings are going forward with it, and it says that from now on. When pitchers come into the game, they have to face at least three batters. So none of this, like, bring in a lefty to face a lefty hitter and then pull him again. You, ha- If you come into the game, you have to face three hitters unless you get injured or something. So that is a really interesting concept. I'm shocked that got put into place. I like it. It'll reduce pitching changes, and so I think that's really good. And it's just a different way to strategize. Um but I'm shocked that they did it because limiting how that stuff happens is is crazy. I have to assume that the managers are not going to be happy about that. But fans will be because it is agony to sit through 7th and 8th and ninth innings with 5 and 6 and 7 different pitching changes. Yeah, because they all take like 7 minutes each. Yeah, so I like that baseball is trying to be proactive about its Timing. length of game problem. but Which... It needs to because yep. it's an issue. But, I mean, same time. If I'm going to a baseball game, I'm there for a while. I bring a blanket. I don't, but I should. I was like, I've been to multiple games with you. You've never brought a blanket. I should probably, though. Give me all cozy. <laughs> all right, I think we covered everything, <laughs> everything yeah. we needed to. From I don't have anything else. Recently, Cooper asked if I wanted to see Queen and Slim. I do. That's the next movie on my list. Nice. I want to see Queen. 
But they're not touring anymore. No. So we have a guest who does athletic things, as mentioned. Um, this is where we focus on you the rest of the time, Aaron. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, so we'll start with the basics athletically, since we've talked about Ultimate. How how did you get started playing Ultimate? So in Ireland, we don't have high school. We have secondary school. Mm-hmm. So you start down, you were 13, 14. And it was probably my first month or so. There was a team started for all the people going to their first year. So like a beginner's team. Signed up for that. Played with that. Kind of caught the hang of it pretty quickly. And then decided to play with the club in my county. Because I had a junior team at the time, so... I was probably the youngest there by through three years, I'd say. Two or three years. Dang. So then you went from like 17 to 20, and I was there with 14 years of age. That's, my, that is daunting. That is like, how did you feel in that situation? Like, did you feel overwhelmed, or were you like, this no. is a great opportunity? Like, what were you thinking no. in that? No, I, I enjoyed it. It was a mixed team as well, so it was kind of boys and girls, so it wasn't all just 17 to 20-year-old men. <laughs> So it wasn't too intimidating, but no, it was really good experience to start kind of playing with all other people and just get up to that level. Had you had you seen it or watched it or heard of it before? Like, did you? Was this just like not really? No, it was just just, I don't know, a completely random thing. So what has? Yeah, there's a weird clicking going on now. Hopefully that ends soon. Maybe that did it. Um, so what has your playing career been since then? I mean, it's pretty since complicated, so this might be a long list. But how like, how has your playing status changed over the last six years? So, so I started, it was probably the September of 2014. And by the time the summer 2015 came around, I was on the Irish under-17 team. Which is we insane. We went to Frankfurt, Germany. To make for a, a European, making a European national team like that is pretty awesome. After yeah, not that I mean, much time, like that's incredible. Yeah. It's it's not that competitive to make well, an under seventeen national team in Ireland because there isn't a huge amount of players. But still, for well, there was only fourteen at the time. It was it was interesting. So then we went to European Championships that year in twenty fifteen in Germany. In Germany. And uh, Frankfurt, yeah, Frankfurt it was. And I think we finished fifth overall in all of Europe, which was the highest any under-17 Irish team ever did. Oh, wow. We, I think we had a pre-quarters against Italy, and we were up, I think it was like maybe 7-10 or something like that, or maybe, maybe up two goals on match point. And we... Got broken three times in a row. Ah. Or, yeah, we got broken twice in a row. They scored three times in a row. To take us out of the pre quarter, which put us in the 5 8 bracket. Or something like that. Yeah, I think it was a pre quarter. Yeah. And then we played the rest of our games. And then our last game was for the fifth, sixth spot. And we were playing Italy again. Mm. So we're playing Italy for the second time after 
we were unhappy after that first game. Gave them up three points in a row, should have finished it. So, I think it was 43 degrees Celsius, which was a lecture in Fahrenheit. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, 32 plus 8 over 5. It's a lot. I'm pretty sure it's a lot. I think it was up around 107, 108 Fahrenheit. 109. Oh, so. man. It gets that hot in Europe? I thought it was going to be cold. <laughs> Germany, Germany, we were playing on, I think it was like a, a horse polo kind of ranch or something, so the ground was rock hard. It was like oh, sand. Man. If you laid out, it was burns everywhere. 43 degrees. We only had a squad of about 15 players. 15 players who were all 16, 15, 14. Yikes. I think... We had about seven or eight who had heat stroke or other injuries. I, yeah, at 109. So, with the weather, we thought the game was going to be cancelled. So, we did no warm-up, thinking <laughs> the game was going to be postponed for a couple of hours. Oh, oh, man. And the TDs came over to us, and they're like, why aren't you at your pitch? It, Italy were there warming up. We had maybe nine healthy players. Went down 4-0. Started the game. I think we came back and won that game 8-6. Wow. And that was, yeah, it was very, uh, that was my first, first European Championships. And then from there. That would be pretty memorable. Yeah, I was 16 or 17, I moved up to play a senior level at my club. And then European under 17 Championships, 2016 in Belgium, did very poorly, 2017 in the Netherlands, did alright. And then. We didn't play World Championships in Canada, 2018, and then where was I? So I was in Poland this year for European Championships again. I think that was the one I was able was to watch. 20. Right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was another game we were doing a lot. We were doing eight one and a half time. Nearly brought it back. Yeah, that was an insane. two. That was an insane game. Yeah, that was poor. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Under 17. Irish team three times, under 20s, one so far. Just made the extend last 35 of the this year's team for World Championships. So that's the whole kind of training for that starting now. For the next eight months or so, playing World Championships in Sweden in July. That's cool. That feels like a lot of traveling, but is a lot of that stuff close enough? Like how, how far is Sweden from you? Sweden, I think, is like three-hour flight yeah, max three or four hours that's like the number one thing that that's like interests me about europe is just everything is so close it just feels so weird because if we were to go to um like sweden or somewhere like that it would take us like 14 hours or just <laughs> yeah a literal a three-hour flight we'd end up in like nebraska like, there's just so much space. I mean, the East Coast is a little different. Boston and New York and Philly and D.C. are all relatively close together. But California, like, we're it's a 45-minute flight up to San Francisco. But You shouldn't be flying that. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Um, so with – what is it for you? What is it about Ultimate that has, like – that you've enjoyed so much? Like, why Why did you get so captured by it? Why do you push yourself so much and keep going so much? It's just, it's completely different to anything else I've played. Like, I've played a lot of sports. 
I played basketball from the time I was maybe six or seven up to 13, 14, 15. I played soccer, swimming, uh, so many other things. Rugby is really big over in Ireland, especially. Yeah. Um, everything, and it was just it's completely different. The ultimate community is again completely different to any other kind of sporting community. There is there's opportunities to travel, especially around Europe, because there's so much just like high level ultimate just so close in so many different countries. It's just everything about it is just it's just completely different to anything else that's out there. So I've talked about it a lot, but why? What is it about the community that sets it apart from your perspective? It's I, I, it's a lot closer than say the basketball community, where maybe everyone kind of just. I suppose if you're not on somebody's team, if you're not on the same team as somebody, you just maybe not talk to them or just you won't, won't even bother communicating with anybody outside of your team. Or where Ultimate is just compl- I feel it's completely open, no matter where you go, especially because Irish Ultimate has such a small community. It's like everybody knows each other. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe where the beginners, every single product, I would recognize 80, 90, 90% of the people at nationals every year. Wow. That's impressive. Maybe maybe not maybe seventy. Yeah. I seventy mean, but still that's that general idea alone is really cool. And that's something yeah, yeah that holds out here too, that you can just walk on a, a field anywhere and instantly be welcomed when you are you can be playing in the most intense games, but the person on the other side is actually like one of your good friends that you can still interact with on the field or be close to off the field. Um I suppose with Junior Ultimate too as well because it's so like there's obviously not as many junior players as senior players like at Junior Nationals this year like every single team I played against was someone I've known for years or been playing on the national teams and stuff every single team so it's just I just really do just know everyone that's Pretty cool. It's a big reason why I love Ultimate. So, what position do you play? Uh, a bit of both. I'm not even sure what I'm going to play this year. Hmm. When I play senior, I play cutter, and then when I'm playing under twenties, I usually handle. But I like kind of getting out of the handler space as much as possible and just running. <laughs> and just keep running. The the pure athletes like to go run around a lot more. Yeah. And those of us that are lazy like to throw it to the guys who want to run around more. Understandable. So Aaron and I would make a good combination because I'd just stand there and throw it 70 yards down the field and Aaron would go catch it. Mm. And it'd be great. I, I was I was actually watching back one of the games from the Europeans the other day and it was just the amount of times I just set, and, set up in dumb position and just before I was engaged just gone to the end zone straight deep. Yeah. No way in around. That's... One of the best plays is cutting deep from a handler spot because the, the defender is not ready for it. Especially no if, they're taking away the, if they're taking away the around. Yeah. So, it's beautiful. And so you with basketball, I remember talking to you back when you were still super into that. Like, you were pretty successful. Yeah, I mean, my team definitely was. Yeah. 
like when I just started now, so when I was like, or with the, my school team especially, they won a few national championships before I got to like senior level. Like the two years before I got to like the senior team, it was, they won back to back national championships. That's crazy. When I was in my first year, we got to the national semi final and we lost by like two or three points. Yeah. Um, made, yeah, I think I've made like two or three national semi finals. Won a couple of county championships, but I never, never won the national championship. Unfortunately. Well, me either. Me so. Neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last two or three years, though, of playing, I didn't really play much. Like you were saying, you ride the bench of a good team, but uh, no, the first couple of years, first two or three years, I would have played much more, and then ultimately took over. Yeah. So was that was that a pretty easy conscious decision to like kind of give up the other stuff and focus 100% on ultimate? Yeah, especially with all the injuries. Like I I was very injury prone for like the last three years or so. Honestly, basketball was contributing to that a lot. So because they weren't they weren't like big breaks or anything. It was just a lot of like muscle pulls and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of ankle stuff as well. Yeah. How long how long did you play soccer for? Soccer. Or was that just when you were like little and not much? Yeah, I mean, when I was little, yeah, like, I think I gave that up when I was about maybe eleven or twelve, so never really got into that too much. And it was so, mainly basketball for years until yeah. Ultimate decided to take over and ruin my life. <laughs> this is a common, common thing with Ultimate <laughs> players too. Is that, that's all they talk about. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's it, ru- true. it ruins your body and your bank account and <laughs> and your well, social life outside of ultimate. That's, that's very true. I feel bad for my family for the first three years I was playing ultimate because all I did <laughs> was talk about ultimate, talk about a tournament, show them highlight videos, and they're all like, "We don't care." I'm like, "No, sorry." Uh, I think I burned them out because then by the time I made it as a pro, they're like, "Well, who cares?" <laughs> yeah. Rely on my friends then. But, yeah, definitely everybody that plays Ultimate is poor and only hangs out with Ultimate Frisbee players. I know, like, the only friends of yours that I know are Ultimate players, pretty much. Yeah. That's everybody, because I only hang out with, generally, students and their parents. And so a lot of them are, like, college age now, but like that age range and then everybody I hang out with my age is only because of ultimate like everybody 28 and above that I know and interact with is an ultimate player that's true because like yeah like when I went over to for someone was it Nick's birthday when I went over and I literally the only people there were frisbee players and then me (laughs) yeah it was great so but even though we all met because of ultimate like we do everything together like mm-hmm. it's not just ultimate we don't just play it like we've played a bunch there there's a certain group of the people that i played with that we go play basketball we play street hockey we go to the movies we do thanksgiving together we mm-hmm. go bowling we do all this stuff um but it's you know those friendships were started in ultimate and just progressed from there. 
It's pretty cool. Yeah. I wish I had a community like that, but you don't ever take me. (laughs) We play every Saturday. We're playing this Saturday. Uh, I don't think I'll do anything this Saturday. We'll be playing Ultimate at the Beach. All right. Yeah, you're actually going to go this time? Maybe. Yeah. I don't have pants or shorts. You pants? You definitely have shorts. Oh, yeah, I could store some drugs. God. Do you do you have much beach ultimate? Do you have much beaches? <laughs> no, I mean we have we have do both. have quite a few beaches <laughs> since we're in Ireland. <laughs> well, I didn't know if there was sand or if there are rocks because I know like I've seen the cliff photos and stuff like that. So you know, what we have is pretty much there's one beach tournament every year, and that's beach nationals, and that's just like the annual party tournament. It's just. It's there's usually two or three teams I take it seriously, and then the rest is just party teams. That sounds like it is great fun. <laughs> we have multiple huge beach tournaments, and they people just come from all over the place just to hang out and party. And yeah, there's like ten teams that take it serious and have a really competitive division. But even half of those teams are hungover day two or wearing skirts and costumes and stuff day two in like championship okay. games. It's just only at day two, not at day one. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> the effects from day one are more pronounced on day two. You spend all of day one doing the partying, so then by the time day two comes around, that is when you're feeling kind of rough, and it's clear that you have had a lot of fun the previous day. Is that where like the wine bag thing comes? Oh in? yeah. We, we all have to show up on day zero, still up our tents, and uh, warm up for uh, the weekend. <laughs> so your day two is like her day one. Yeah, well, that's well, because drinking age two, probably. Isn't your guys' yeah, drinking age like 16? 18. 18? It's a bit, bit lower than yours. Yeah, a few years. Yeah, there are a lot of... We have... <laughs> We don't need to get too much into drinking culture, but we do. There's a very popular thing out here where you carry a wine bag around. Like, it's literally a bag of wine. Do you guys have wine bags? Do you guys have wine? (laughs) Yeah. So it literally, it comes in a box. There's a box, and then inside the box is a very strong plastic bag that holds the wine, and it has like a spigot on it, basically. And so what you do is you carry the bag around at the tournament, and if you're carrying it, you throw it at somebody. And if it hits them and hits the ground, then they have to drink some of it. Or actually, what happens is you then hold it, and they have to hit the bag. And if when they hit it, if they can't knock it out of your hands, then they have to drink it, and now they're the one that holds the bag. But if you throw it and hit them and they catch it, then... You have to hit it and drink it, and you get it back. Or if you are able to hit it out of their hands, then it reverses too. But that becomes a thing where, like, the wine bag just gets tossed literally at anybody at any moment, and everyone abides in the game, and it's crazy. That's crazy. Cause, like, what so just tops? a bag of wine. That's, I mean, your goal kind of, Some people really hit the bag really hard to try to do it, and some just, like, tap it because they want to take a drink and then move on. <laughs> um, so... It, that's just like one aspect. There's a lot of times after. Do you guys have like spirit games at the end of games? Yeah. 
Yeah, so a lot of ours involve drinking, and people like to have either jello shots with them or they they have, like, bottles with them, and you have to do something game-wise that ends up in the consumption of alcohol. I tend to avoid doing that because I like to be sober-minded while I'm playing Ultimate because I enjoy playing sober, um, but it is pretty entertaining to watch people engage in games. That's funny. I was curious what, what, how, how different or how similar culture is. I doubt it's that different. I say it's a lot more similar than we think. Yeah. One of these days I'll play ultimate in a different country. Oh, are they going to go to Ireland? Like, can I come? Like, I, um, I was supposed to go last year. Yeah. And then my car blew up. Not literally, he no, is fine. The car, the car is also outside. <laughs> the transmission, <laughs> transmission died and cost me thousands of dollars. So that now took away my Ireland trip. But I would have been barely able to see Aaron anyway because that was right during his championships. And so he was. Yeah, I was, in, where, I was going to that week. Where that was, was when your, he was in Poland. No, but like where in Ireland were you been? Pretty sure it was in Dublin. Dublin, yeah. yeah. You would have been in Dublin. <laughs> Because the plan was going to be that I was going to try to come to Cork and be there for like a day before you left and then go back up to Dublin and just hang out with all my friends that were going to be there. Alas, it was not to be. So, I don't know. We'll have a race, see whether I can get to you or you can get out here first. I thought you were like <laughs> actually running. I'm like, he's going to win. Yeah, he would 100% win. Yeah, we'll see. 2021 Aviator Trials. It's it's not that far away. That'd be fun. Um, So, moving, I guess, away from playing sports, watching sports, are there, what does the professional sports landscape look like in Ireland? Because I know you watch the NBA, um, or like pay attention to it at least. Yeah. But, like, is there a professional sports situation that is popular in Ireland? How does that work? There's a few, but it's very, very different. So, the main one, like, like the main sport in Ireland isn't even professional. <laughs> so, there's a sport, there's two sports played here that regularly get 80,000 people in a stadium. It's watched by millions of people, but the players don't get paid. That sounds and the, like the only team you can play for is the county you're born in. Wow. So it's like it's solely based on just like representing where you're from and just the love you have for the game. And this is people like they train probably five, six times a week. They're teachers, they're like they're any they work full time, part time jobs. Yeah. And they just play this for free. What is it? So there's Gaelic football, I which is so. like it's like a mixture of like soccer, rugby, uh, basketball, I suppose you could say. It's everything. It's a combination of everything. Yeah, I, I've heard about yeah. that one. So it's just like this big, massive field. It's like twice, it's nearly twice the width of an American football field, Jesus. and it's probably maybe 150 yards, maybe, maybe a bit more. I don't know. And it's 15 players on each side. And they have, like, a regular, like, soccer goal. 
but they have like the uprights as well. Mm-hmm. So they're just running around and it's full contact. They're going tackling each other and shit. Just, and they have to give you kick it through the uprights at one point, and if you get in the goal, it's three points. And that's just it's huge. Like it's played by pretty much everyone here at some stage. Do you play it? I used to when I was very young and gave it up. That's and then there's then there's hurling, which is practically the same thing, except they use a tiny little white ball, like a cricket ball, mm-hmm. and they have bats. Oh, they have bats. Oh man, pretty much. So like they're it's still not... running around the pitch. Yeah, but it's like a it's like a wooden axe. But like it's probably about. What do you do with the axe if you can hold the ball? You you hit the ball with it. So they, they hit, hit the ball. So like like they they hit the ball maybe seventy eighty meters. That's between insane. Up, between uprights that are like I don't know how far apart maybe ten I, ten meters max. Man, I never would have guessed that a sport called hurling would be a combination of like lacrosse and field hockey. Yeah, it's like lacrosse field hockey. But it's, Maybe, I think it would be more physical. Uh, it'd probably be on par with lacrosse, just without all the protective equipment. Except you can carry it with your hand and, yeah, yeah. and no equipment. Lacrosse is cool, so I imagine this being pretty cool. It's They claim it's the fastest sport in the world. Yeah, I that's I put up a video of it. I'm watching it right now, and it says fastest sport on grass. Yeah. It, it looks intense. Oh <laughs> it's probably the most skillful sport in the world, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm. So that's like the, the top tier sport here. Are both of those like relatively popular all through Europe, or is that a decidedly Strict, Irish thing? Strictly Ireland. That's just a strictly Irish thing. That is that's cool. super funny. And then other than that, the biggest kind of professional sports here would be soccer and rugby. Yeah. But all the good soccer, Irish soccer players play in England in the Premier League and yeah. that kind of thing. So that's not really that big here. And then rugby would probably be the biggest like professional sport that Irish people actually stay here and play. So like professional sports in America are huge culture. They get the highest ratings. Like a lot of um, just basic culture stuff is dictated by sports trends and things and like all the big artists and stuff are associated with sports is how big is professional sports like as a cultural thing like if we didn't have football america would fall apart like that feels like if we lost football half the country would go into an uproar and there would be a very large issue like is there how much do sports dominate popular culture in ireland the culture does not compare like it is unbelievably just so much smaller and just insignificant. So it's like you can the people who know care, but for the most part, it doesn't matter like at all. Like probably the most followed sport here besides for the the Gaelic football and the hurling would be soccer, and no one really pays attention to the domestic soccer. It would all be the English leagues or. Like, yeah, it's pretty much everyone here would be looking at the English leagues. So, Irish professional sport isn't really that. Like, it's not followed nearly as much as foreign leagues, even by Irish people. I just so, can't. <laughs> like, even, yeah. like, 
the flight like the amateur sports like Gaelic football and hurling that's I'll be huge in the rural towns so like because they play like the main kind of league would be your counties so it's 32 counties like I said so it'll be 32 teams but there's also New York and London and then there's also like national championships for the towns so in the towns it could be 50 to 100 towns in a county and all those towns play and that's when it's like it's really big especially like the smaller rural towns that's like there's just towns in Ireland that their whole thing is just football or hurling that's what the whole town is for like it's just and everything that goes on in that town revolves around that and it's just like that's the kind of culture that's like the main kind of sporting culture that would still be here I mean that that sounds like what football is in Texas and other states in the south like they're like whole, like you said, cities or towns will shut down on a Friday night because everybody's going to the high school football game. Like their entire community revolves around that. Um, but those are really in like specific areas. Our yeah, city, Long, Long Beach, like a lot of people go to games, but it's not, not like, the main priority. yeah, there's too many other people around that it's not that big of a thing. Um, yeah, it would be more rural times to be fair here. Yeah. It would be like, that makes sense. I mean, because that, yeah, that's how there's a lot of that in Texas. They're not super industrialized big cities. It's like the podunk towns out in the middle of nowhere that have a thousand people in them or something. <laughs> All a thousand people are going to the football game. Um, are you? You're good. Okay. Um, speaking of like professional athletes and sports and stuff, um, one big thing I was thinking about is, um, Conor McGregor's a big deal over here. How big is he in Ireland? He was, like, he was huge. Like, he was the biggest thing for, like, two years. And he just destroyed his reputation. Mm. But, like, he, I feel, yeah, he's about to have another fight pretty soon. Do you think that he'll still get, like, the support from, from people over like there? He, or is it like over for him, in a way? He will, get a fair, he will get a fair bit. He will get a fair bit of support. But at the same time... I feel like a lot of people either just don't care about him now or would like to see him lose mm. based on the kind of mistakes he has made the yeah. last couple of years. Would you would you support him still or would you are you kinda of over it? I've yeah, I, I kinda of lost interest in I suppose. Like, yeah. I I would have been like I would have followed him very I would have watched all his fights up to now mm. and rooted for him, but now it's just kind of it gets old. Tired of his, tired of his, uh, just all the stuff he's been doing. Yeah, understandable, but reflects badly on Irish people I it suppose, does. as well. He's because, like, for a lot of people, he's kind of like the Irish person they know. In yeah, a way. exactly. Hmm. I didn't think about that. I mean, how big is MMA in general? It was like very small. Yeah. In the main in the mainstream, it was practically non-existent, and it just blew up. Like kids everywhere now, like especially my age, would be like it's like you see a lot more of it now. A lot more people my age fighting. 
it's kind of turned semi-pro now, or like, because Conor McGregor I think it was five years ago. Yeah, so it's a direct result of just him. There's a lot of people my age now just going semi-pro, or like people I know coming coming up to the ranks now after five six years of training. So I feel that's definitely the direct result of that. How? Because most of that, I mean, that's him in America, right? Like there, how? You know, there isn't big fights or anything happening in Ireland that much. I mean, he fought no. in Ireland once, but that was a relatively small UFC event, even at that. Mm-hmm. So how much? How much of Sport, culture, how, okay, that's not the right question. How much of what happens in America athletically affects what you're watching or paying attention to in Ireland? Personally or as like a country? Both. Personally, I suppose we whatever I'm just, I'm just interested in sports in general yeah just everything so I, I would watch everything and then I suppose when it comes to as a country I feel like the last couple of years American sports has gotten a lot bigger especially football football's gotten a lot bigger the last few years it's been like BBC the British station they started showing NFL football games the last couple of maybe 10 years or so eight years maybe so that kind of brought that into the mainstream here more Sky Sports now which is like the biggest kind of media sports mm-hmm. channel over here have a they have rights to a couple of football games every weekend so it's just football especially has blown up the last few years here what teams are represented really well over there like fan base wise it's very like it's not as like kind of bandwagony as you think it would be. There's lots of I've heard of people supporting all sorts of random teams. Mm-hmm. Like obviously there's like the Green Bay fans, there's the New England fans, then there's like the Giants fans, the Philly fans, but then there's like Tennessee and Jacksonville fans and this is it's all. It's just very random. That's cool. So they all pretty much like each household chooses. There's not just like one yeah. area devoted to the team. I like that. It's pretty diverse. Yeah. How sustainable do you think that is? Like, is the NFL something that for sure feels like it can keep growing and keep having a larger fan base with in Ireland and Europe in general? It depends. It depends on two things, I think, personally. If the coverage stays there, if the coverage like gives it even more coverage of it, but even if, like, Europeans will adapt to the culture of kind of this more slow-paced game where it's, like, the ball snap, the ball's live for about, like, maybe five, six, seven seconds, yeah. and the play is dead. Like, over here, we're used to Soccer, rugby, all these sports, the ball is live for 10, 15 minutes at a time. Yeah. Five, 10 minutes at a time. So it's, uh, 
like obviously it's caught on massively so far. But I just wonder will it continue to grow even more and become even more mainstream with like a completely different culture of like just the speed of the game. Because it feels like with the time difference alone, it would be hard. That's actually that's another thing I was going to mention. The time difference. Yeah. That's another thing I was going to say. Like, not everyone's going to stay up to two till four a.m. Yeah, because like well, you know, the Monday night, all the prime time games, the Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night games, those are starting at five thirty our time, which is two thirty your time, like that or one thirty, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like that. That's off. I guess a Sunday where it starts at 10 for us, that's starting at 6 or 7. So you would have the bulk of the games starting at evening, I suppose. But that still just feels like it, it would be pretty difficult to latch onto and to fully endorse and get behind when you can't watch as much live as you would want. Exactly. And you just, I, it still baffles me that you have a pro league in Ireland of football. Oh, it's definitely, no, it's not a pro league, but there is leagues. Oh, there so, is, okay. It's all, yeah, but it's just saying the fact is a league in itself, I was kind of surprised to find out. Yeah. So, I'm, are there, how much do you individually care about football? I feel like we haven't really talked about that that much. Football, not as much. I'd be a very casual football fan compared yeah. to basketball. I obviously care a lot more about because I've just been into basketball my whole life. Yeah. So how did that start? Basketball, family. So my grandparents played. My mom and her sister and brother played. And then my grandfather was coaching. He coached teams. And then I started playing. And now my so all my younger my younger cousins are starting to play like four and five, so it's just a complete family thing. Always has been, probably will be for another few years. And then just so was watching the NBA a result of you just playing basketball and then wanting it pretty much yeah. Okay. So who do you mostly follow? So my family in Massachusetts, so Celtics, Celtics since I've been very young. So I never kind of wavered from that. That hurts. Yeah, I apologize. But don't worry, I'm not a Patriots fan. <laughs> that would really, <laughs> that would really do us in. Um, so when did you start following the Celtics? When I was very young. I remember, I remember when I was probably like, um, back when Rajan Rondo was playing. So I would have been like eight or nine, maybe ten, and then, uh, I can't remember for a few years, kind of stopped paying attention for a few years, and then when it was the last three or four years again, I started paying attention. Mm-hmm. So, so who, who are like, do you have a memory of watching them? Do you have any favorite players over the last few years? Um... I mean, Celtic-specific or just league-specific. Who do you like watching? Who do you like paying attention to? Who do I like watching? As much as I hate them, I love watching the Warriors the last, like, 2014, 2015. Yeah. 
that was just it was just never seen anything like that that was that was yeah they were likable back then they as a more as a more casual fan that was great to watch yeah they changed the game and made it fun so that makes sense and that was yeah so that was probably I wouldn't say I would have rooted for them but I I really enjoyed watching them Um, when it comes to Celtics I love watching Isaiah Thomas before he got traded away yeah he was uh, he I think he was he was perfectly suited in every way to play for the Celtics uh, what is what does that mean? Like uh, personality-wise, I feel like he, okay. he 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 was committed. He was committed to the to the team and to the city. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, his sister. Yeah. His, yeah. When that yeah. 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 And then after that, got traded after that. That was. I still don't agree with that. Hit them trading them away. For everything he did for that one, like, yeah, that like that, year that was a shocking, just, shocking thing yeah. to me, too. Oh, man. For how much he meant to the city and how much the city meant to him to and, pull through all that and have the success that he had. To and then for Kyrie to kind of not do too well. That uh, I'm, I've been over Kyrie for a while. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted his own team. He got it. And then now he doesn't because he got the <laughs> At least he won't next well, year. Yeah. Right now he has his own team until. But KD. he's been hurt for half the season. Well, that's not his. Yeah, it is all his fault. He's hurt all the time. <laughs> well, drink some milk. I agree. <laughs> I love milk. Have there have there been any Irish players that have come over and been in the NBA? There has. There's been one, and I cannot remember his name. Looking it up. Uh, I think he played for the Suns or something. Um, oh, there's two actually. Pat Burke. Oh, I remember Pat Burke. He played for Utah. Yep. Utah. And then there was Marty Condon, who played for Milwaukee. Just, it, okay. I, I briefly heard of Matt Burke, but I've never once heard of Marty Conlon. Yeah, I, no. I've never heard of Marty Conlon either. But I, <laughs> I remember Pat Burke, so that's funny. When is there any kind of like he was six ten? Marty Conlon. Yeah. Is there any kind of pride or enthusiasm when other European players make it in the NBA, like? Or is no. it, like, who, who cares? They're other countries. Forget them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was that Marty Conlon? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jake found a picture of Marty Conlon shooting a free throw, and yeah, it is horrific. Right. His elbow. I need to check this out. Oh, I see it. my. His elbow is up to his shoulder. His left. <laughs> his, his, his arms holding the ball make a 90-degree. Oh, man. And he's squatting there. It is not great. I could see that, why that he didn't last. That is a deep squat. Oh, boy. So I was going to say, what do you do? You have any thoughts on like 
Porzingis and Doncic and stuff. I love Luka Doncic. That guy. I I do too. Oh man, he's He's all right. (laughs) Shut up. He needs to be. He's looking more like the Will James Harden. Oh, I kind of like that. He's the what? More likable James Harden. No, he's way better than Harden. He passes. Yeah. He he actually makes his teammates better. Harden just attracts four people to him, and then that's why he can get assists. No, I can't stand James Harden anymore. I liked him when he was at Arizona State, and I liked him his first couple years in the league. But ever since he developed into this, he's a phenomenal player. But I'm, his beard is very impressive. Yeah. I knew who he was before the beard because he went to high school down the street from where we live. Where'd he go? Artesia. Huh. Yeah. I ran there. It was warm. There's a handful of players in the league. You know Jordan Bell that used to be on Golden State that is now on Minnesota? Yes. Uh, he went to Poly. Huh. A high school also in Long Beach down the street from us. So... Long Beach has produced some pretty good talent. We have way more NFL players than anything else. Snoop Dogg. It's not an NFL player. An athletic talent. Everyone knows we who produce Snoop all Dogg kinds is. of talent. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that, Aaron. Snoop Dogg is from Long Beach. From Long Beach. California. Like, where? That's where we are. He went to one of the local high schools here. So did Cameron Diaz. I care much more that Cameron Diaz went to Poly. She was my crush when I was a kid. Jeez. When my I had a when I was going to the local YMCA here, the Los Altos one. Did I not tell you this or tell somebody else? So. My leader or there was a guy that like helped out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Of, he dated Cameron Diaz. I was like, oh my gosh, you're my hero. She's now 47. I well in 1997. 47? In 1997, she wasn't. Was she was in the mask. She oh, was born man. in San Diego. I don't. Well, she went to Poly, so she, she is Long Beach. So that's all I care about. She is on Apple Music, apparently. Does she sing? Not that I'm aware of. Um, I feel like I had... Oh, she was in Annie. Another... What? We don't care about the IMDb <laughs> history of... She's what? iTunes. Yeah, she's oh, on the crazy. Annie soundtrack. I wonder if she played... With uh, Jamie Foxx. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, that makes sense. The movie. I never saw the movie. I no. wanted to. Um. Ooh, we should talk about that. What is movie culture like in Ireland? Completely changing topics. It's all American, or something. maybe English. There's not a whole lot of Irish movie mm. culture there. I mean, there's not there's not much. Are there a lot maybe of the there. same like popular things? Like Avengers yeah. was crazy here. So is that something? Yeah, that was huge here. That was huge here. Was it huge for you? Personally, no. I didn't see it. I never got into that. <laughs> I think Jake just had an aneurysm because you didn't oh, man, care about so it. I was, I, when I was young, I was like, in those formative years, I was so into sports, I didn't pay attention to anything else like that. Dang. And that's what it was for me. Alright. That makes sense. <laughs> Crazy. I I split my time a lot between sports and media, all, and television. And all my stuff. all my friends would be into that. I think I'm the only person who wasn't. Dang. 
Well, you're probably healthier for it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> we, what? How much better I could have been at things if I weren't holed up in my room watching TV and playing video games and watching movies. Here I am enjoying life. Still new. You're not enjoying life if you're sitting watching, <laughs> sitting in a room watching a movie. Uh, Jake is also obsessed with Star Wars. Star Wars is my life. Like an insane amount. He noted that you guys have not acquired Disney Plus yet. We haven't, no. That's, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that makes him sad. But it doesn't matter for Aaron because he wouldn't watch it anyway. I think it's only the U.S. that has that. Yeah, yeah right now. I think, I think the United Kingdom is supposed to get it in, like, March. So, I don't... We'll see. Yeah. Because you guys fit under the United Kingdom, correct? No. Only Northern Ireland? Yeah. Okay. So that's when I, at this, uh, when I was talking to you earlier about the whole Ireland-Northern Ireland thing. Yeah. That's it. Because I know... They're, I knew Northern Ireland is still under the Queen, like, all, under all that stuff, but I didn't know. Yeah. I knew you guys were independent, but I didn't know if it was still considered Great Britain, as in, like, the whole area. So... Great Britain is England, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. whereas the United Kingdom is just the island of England, Scotland, and Wales. Oh, got it. So then there's Ireland, which is Ireland, Republic of Ireland, and Northern Ireland, and then there's us, which is just the Republic of Ireland. Okay. So, like, historically, Republic of Ireland are very, like, hundreds of years ago, they're all anti-British. Nationalist mm-hmm. Republicans, and at the North they were Unionists and Loyalists, which were just they were devoted to the Queen and they wanted to stay part of that, and we didn't. And then the whole revolution started, and there was a few years of war, and it settled down for a bit, and then the seventies it kicked off again mm-hmm. with the North, and that's kind of now we're at the end of that for now. I say I, I doubt it's going to start again. I don't think it will. Mm. That's, yeah, that's, uh, uh, do you go to Northern Ireland at all? Um, I've only been, I think, once or twice. Oh, okay. And one was for Ultimate, so. Because there's not a whole lot up there. That's where. Oh, I already forgot the name of the city, so never mind. <laughs> do you travel up to Dublin a lot, or? Yeah, I actually would. So. Most of the time when I'm flying, which is quite a lot between Ultimate and everything else, I fly from Dublin because uh-huh. there's a lot more destination to go to, and it's usually a lot cheaper than flying from Cork. Yeah. So I travel there, and then for Ultimate, so we have training weekends once a month, and half or maybe a third of them will be in Dublin. Oh, okay. But I'm up there again, there are four or five times a year for that. And then Nationals is usually in Dublin sometimes. And there'll be other tournaments in Dublin. And then there would just be the rare occasion of going up there for whatever's on. Is there a lot of like stuff to do up there, like fun-wise, other than Ultimate? In Dublin, there it's it's there's, it's more than everything else in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like Cork, there's not a whole lot in Cork whatsoever. Cork is quite dull. And that were the kind of second biggest city. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing here. And then, yeah, Dublin's where everything is, pretty much. 
I have friends who go to Scotland every summer because that's where their mom's from. And like, so they, they will come over and spend like a few days in Dublin and they always rave that it's pretty fun and it's just a lively city and it has a good atmosphere. It is, but compared to England and Scotland, it's very expensive. Mm. Is that because it's, is that because it's an independent country? I would think so. Yeah, because it makes sense. Like, when we when we talk about how expensive Ireland is compared to other countries, we don't always talk about how much a pint would cost here mm-hmm. and how much a pint would cost anywhere else. What What's the difference? So, like, in Ireland... So if you're so if you're in like the centre of Dublin, in like the kind of touristy areas, a pint will cost you seven euro, which is like I'd like to say maybe six or seven dollars. Yeah, that's pretty even. Yeah, seven then, seventy-five. And then in Cork, they only cost maybe five. But when I'm in England, when I was in England, like last month and last week, I think they were maybe the equivalent of three euros or two euros. Wow. Oh, wow, that is a huge difference. Yeah, and even things like, wow, what's 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 huge in Ireland is rent. Like the rent of like a, in my town, which is like ten fifteen minutes from the city centre, it's a satellite town. I think like a two or three bed semi detached house per month would probably be like twelve thirteen hundred a month euros, whereas in England it might cost nine hundred or just under a grand. Okay, wow. so. Everything here is much more expensive. Taxis as well. Taxis are really expensive here. Everything's just really expensive. Just like California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that seems like a pretty good analogy. California compared to the rest of the country. I mean, minus like New York. But... New York, yeah. But we're okay with the expense because... Today was like a rough day, and it was 49 degrees this morning. <laughs> so I'm okay paying extra for. What I would love 49 degrees today. What is it like right now for you guys? Right now it is four Celsius, so oh. probably 38 maybe. Oh, I guess it, it's, it's 39 degrees. Oh man, do you guys have? Do you guys get like a lot of snow, or is it more rain, or? Yeah, we got a lot of rain, like mm. lo- lots of rain, all the time. Oh, I would not like that. <laughs> Especially ultimate season, because our outdoor season runs from like it kind of finishes in September. Kind of some tournament is going to October, so we really wet around then. Then at Christmas is all wet, and then we start the outdoor season in February. So February, March, April would be wet, and then kind of May, June, July, it's not too bad. Mm. So ultimately, it's really wet. Everything is just really wet, lots of rain. That's because you have real seasons. Yeah, kind of. We have a week of rain here and a week of rain there, and that's about it. Wouldn't trade it for the world. (laughs) Nope. Quite like it. Um, one question that came to my head right now is, uh, we celebrate St. Patrick's Day pretty heavily in the United States. Do you guys celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, hmm. What's it like for you guys? 
Um, I would say it's probably pretty similar to what it is in America. Okay. Because it's I'll, literally I'll just everyone wearing green and drinking. And we die a river. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> that's. But that's... is that different from any other day? <laughs> um. I mean, we don't we don't have a reason to celebrate it. We just celebrate it because it's an excuse to it's drink. Just, yeah, because we have a large Irish population. Is there that? like <laughs> is there an actual like what what is the I don't know ideology behind celebrating it for you? Uh, it really doesn't mean anything. Like, I it, <laughs> it, does, it means it means a lot. It does mean a lot, but like doesn't at the same time. Because, like, there's no reason for us to celebrate it. It's about Ireland. Why do we care? Because we have a large <laughs> Irish population. <laughs> so, like, they brought it over, and then people were like, hey, you know what? Let's just keep let's keep her going. It's funny you say that, because we do that with literally everything else. Like, <laughs> sporting occasions, reason to drink. Uh, funerals, <laughs> reason to drink. Oh, Wedding, reason to drink. Oh, yeah. Christmas, New Year's, obviously. And then there's Maybe every year or so we get like a really bad storm where the whole country goes to lockdown. <laughs> it's not a reason to drink. <laughs> oh man. I like to I see a meme on it somewhere. You see it on Facebook and stuff. It's just a list of reasons. Just it's all that kind of stuff it's actually. I'll try to send it to you, give you a good idea of what it's like. Monday, reason to drink. <laughs> Tuesday, reason to drink. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Oh man, that's funny. What does Christmas look like? Christmas. Um, I mean, for us, it's just super commercialized. It's all about presents and spending money and all that. I mean, yeah, that's I really suppose. a cynical view on my part. A lot of yeah, people just together and hang out, but it's not that far off. It. Like, I suppose here as well with the whole like, especially the last ten years or so, there's lots of immigration in Ireland, so there's lots of people coming home from countries so. During Christmas time, you probably see a lot of people that have left the country for Canada, Australia, America, and Europe. So that's kind of one big thing I noticed the last few years. So lots of that. Then other than that, it's probably quite similar to yours. Maybe not quite as commercial, but it's up there. What? Again. So is there, is that a major, I don't know if issue is the right word, but like, are there a lot of people leaving Ireland? Not as much anymore, but like around the times of like 2000, I'd like to say 10 to 12 or something like that, there would have been a lot of people leaving. So does it feel like there's any more, like, is there a sense of there are a lot of people coming in, there are a lot of people leaving, or does the population kind of stay stagnant? Like, what does that look it's like? It's kind of, it's it's fairly stagnant at the moment. I, I could imagine people coming back eventually, but. Right now, it's quite stagnant, to be fair. Because right. America, just, America just always feels like there's millions of people coming here and not a lot of people going anywhere else. We travel around the country a lot, but we don't generally leave the country too much. Yeah, I heard the opposite. We just try to leave as much as we can. <laughs> Actually, another thing that came to mind there about the whole the advertising with the Christmas and the reason to drink thing. Hmm. It's actually it's this Friday or next Friday. It depends on the person. But every year there's this kind of it's a kind of a tradition people do where they'll go to the near city and with it's twelve days of Christmas. They do the twelve pubs of Christmas. 
So they'll go and they have to go drink yeah. twelve different pubs through the night, like a week or two before Christmas. And that's next week. That's like a fun thing, though. Like, I mean, that could get out of hand pretty quick. But yeah, specifically, it, but personally, I won't be partaking because you're in training. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> And it's very expensive. <laughs> that also. <laughs> yeah, going out drinking 12 days in a row would be pretty rough on the body. Oh, no, no, no. It's, 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 it's the 12 pubs in one night. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> that would be a rough. Oh, man. I'll do it. There are, I mean, we do have stuff out here. There are, like, pub crawls and stuff. But yeah, I don't think the number that. gets as high as 12. Yeah. Usually it's, like, 4 to 7, maybe. Yeah. That's a lot. 12, the 12 pubs are Christmas. Yikes. And you gotta buy a dr- Oh man, yeah, that is a lot of money in one night. 12 by 6. Uh, you have probably 100, 120. Mm. Oh man. And taxes. <laughs> and why food. are your legs everywhere? Because they're long. Leave me alone. That's why I turned to the left so I would be out of the way. I've and then you also still turned kicked to me. the I'll right. turn the other way. Yeah, let's have me depressingly look at the calendar. There's nothing the going on out the window. I have memorized at least four things about that house. <laughs> There's... Okay. The house to the left that you can't really see that well. Yeah, see? I got three houses in view. I can see a Santa hanging. Good thing we had that conversation. Um, <laughs> well, let's shift again and... Tell us a little bit about your family. Who are your parents? What do they do? What does family life look like? Family life. So my parents split up when I was six or seven. So I have kind of my dad's family. So my dad, my stepmom, my sister. She's my half-sister. She's my sister. She's only four or five now. Four, yeah. So she's quite young. Yeah. And then on my mom's side, there'd be my mom, aunt, uncle, grandparents. Um, yeah, it's nothing too special about family life, I suppose. Is it is it weird having a sibling that young? I mean, you don't really have anything to reference it to, but like, yeah, what's... Not, yeah, I suppose I wouldn't really know. Anything different, like I was an only child till I was about thirteen. Yeah. And I suppose it's more kind of a it's kind of someone else to take care of her. To be fair, I suppose it's there. My dad and my stepmom be lucky. I'm this kind of age that I can take care of her just as much as they can if they ever need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being this age rather than me being only two or three years older than her. Yeah. So what does that look like timing-wise? Because you live with your mom, right? Yeah, there's mom. So what does it look like in terms of between houses at all? How often do you visit your dad? When I was younger, when I, when I was younger it used to be kind of more regimented, but now it's just whenever I have time, I'll just hop on a bus and go out there and see them for a day or two. Or if they need, me to, if they need to go away, they need someone to mind her, I can go out there and just mind her for a day or for the weekend or whatever. At the moment, I'm just so busy with training and school and all that kind of stuff. I'm just kind of just in and out as much as I can. I'm like, out there once or twice a week if I can. Yeah, I mean, you're at a point where it's way more independent and you're doing your own thing. Than... Yeah. 
Um, what? How far away is your dad from your mom's house? Like a fifteen-minute drive. Okay. And the bus route is, the bus stop is, a two-minute walk from my house. Oh, okay. And the bus stop I get off at is two minutes off from my dad's house. Okay, so, so like, like you guys are all in the same city, kind of thing, or it's two different towns. So oh, I'm okay. like different. I'm in a satellite town of the city, and he lives. He used to live in this town, and this last year they moved out mm-hmm. to another town that's right, right on the edge of the city. It's borderline the city. Oh, okay. So when your time was kind of more split between the two, what was that determined by them? Was that determined by you? Like what? What did that yeah, look? Like? That was I was like that. It was something that they just agreed, like, this is what we think is best. Yeah, to be fair, I was at, like, 9 or 10 at the time, so... Yeah. I mean, it'd be hard for you to have a say, but in terms of... <laughs> yeah. Um, but do they... I mean, since they split, do they get along pretty well? Is everybody, like, amicable? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's, it's, I suppose now that I'm older as well, there's not really need for communication. Yeah. It's, there's not really a whole lot needs to go. I should be sorry for that, but yeah, it's, I'm happy with the way it is. I wouldn't change it. So when when it happened, like, do you remember how? Not to be fair. Okay. It's all very like yeah, it's. I don't remember too clearly much of it. Because for a lot of, I mean, that could be a pretty traumatizing event for somebody that was your age at that time to all of a sudden, like, things are changing and are much different now and trying to process what that means. Like, that negatively affects a lot of people. So I was just curious how you kind of took it in and moved on with it. I definitely thought about it well for someone that age. Yeah. So I took it in my stride and just, I, I didn't make much of it really. I think it was just, yeah, okay, that's what's happening, that's what it is. Yeah. Move on. Is that, is that a testament more to you individually? Or is there, like, what does culture look like in Ireland with that kind of topic? Because in America, divorce is now like more common than marriage is lasting. So that increasingly is just more acceptable, almost inevitable. It still messes with kids a lot, and there's still a lot of problems that come from it. But in terms of splitting up, whatever, like that's re- much more readily acceptable than it used to be. What What is that like in Ireland? Though. Yeah, yeah I, I think it'd be more like... Like you were saying, what's what's the down to is the test, testament to me as a more the viewpoint on that. I think it'd be more my viewpoint on things and how I deal with things personally. I never really find it too difficult to deal with anything like that or kind of changing situations I managed or I've I feel like I can manage that very easily. And then I suppose the like the culture of it here would be more like Ireland was very traditional as a Catholic country, mm-hmm. but then like no, it's just it would be too different to mostly over there with you as well. So, what do your parents do for work? Uh, my dad is he owns a 
gym, so health and fitness out there. He's also a contract electrician, does a bit of everything. He, yeah, he does just a bit of everything. He just always has done everything. And then my mom, she worked for the council for 13 years. And in the last two or three years, she left her job to pursue self-employment in social media, marketing, management, all that kind of stuff. She's gone on to write or co-author books, going where she became an Amazon bestseller, I'm sure. What? She, yeah. On this is more about what? What is it? I don't. I'm very confused. How, how does she self-employ herself in social media and marketing? So she started off doing graphic design, and from there, and people she met. She found out she was, she was just good at doing other things too. She, cause now she's, um, she's on the board of management for some multinational company on that she works with like that. She kind of worked up to the ranks basically from doing social media and doing graphic design up onto the board of management and consulting for these big companies you know, that turn over millions. Every year. So it's quite a traumatic shift for her. So, does she like, is she like a freelance and connects yeah. with companies and helps them? Like, is that like a consulting much, type? Yeah. Okay. And so the books she's writing are about that topic then? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. I should probably find that. I'm not a huge reader myself. <laughs> so are they in the process of being written or they have been written and released? Um I don't think she's writing at the moment. I think she's I think she's co authored too with okay. some other people. Got it. That's cool. Or maybe two or three, something like that. I should probably find these things out. <laughs> If I can ask a question that results in you going, I don't know, I should find out. I consider <laughs> myself successful. I'll, I'll bring her on for a follow-up episode sometime. <laughs> um, so, what, I guess we can kind of move in a slightly different direction. You mentioned the phrase secondary school um, yeah. because the education system looks a little different in Ireland. What has been your schooling history? Like, and if there's a way, and if there's a way for you to like explain it, <laughs> that would make sense to Americans so who have no idea what it looks like over there. Personally, I have a very, like, I have a very different schooling of history to everyone else here. Mine's quite unorthodox. Yeah. So, you start school when you're five or six, you start in primary school. I went to, it was actually an all-Irish-speaking primary school. Even though the country, everyone speaks English here, my school was, like, strictly only Irish-speaking. Which, to me, and you've mentioned that before, and I still, to me, I go, what does Irish sound like? (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know what that means. So, Irish is like, you know, the, it's derived from Gaelic, Mm. which I think is like, 
some ancient Scottish language or something, something like that. Like Wales have their own language, we have our own language. Scotland have Gaelic. They all, they all the way from uh, I think it was from the Vikings. I think I'm not a hundred percent certain on that, but I think it came from the Vikings. And they all kind of branched off in different ways. So my primary school was all Irish speaking. So if I um, if I asked something like, "Why do you enjoy playing basketball?" and you were to answer that, speaking Irish. Um, it's Mar is sport on the frule, August. Ta, she on a topic, actually attends us. August she is in court. So All right. that's what it sounds like. There you go. Wow. Now I have a. That's very cool. I have an audio <laughs> segment to go off of. So, so, so doing that, going to an all Irish speaking school was an uncommon thing to do. Kind of. So, I, in my town, there was like three or four schools, mm-hmm. and there was only the one Irish speaking school, and it was kind of renowned as like the best school here. Like mm-hmm. now, it's there's a waiting list probably twice as long as the classes are now. Oh wow! They have to. They have to. I think they built like a like six million euro new building for it there recently, like the last ten years. They it's massive for like an Irish school because schools here are quite small. Like they wouldn't be massive. Um, yeah, so that was primary school. That goes from you were there for eight years, then you move on to secondary school. And again, so that's, I so that's from about age six to seven to about. 14, 12, 13. 12, 13. Yeah. Okay. 13, yeah. So then I went to secondary school, which again was all Irish speaking. Um, my school actually had an Irish speaking part and an English speaking part. Which was, it's the only school in my town to do that again. What is the purpose of that separation within one school? A lot of, like, a lot of our classes were actually taken in English as well, so we can kind of mix for those classes. But there were certain classes like math, some sciences, um, like wood, what, like, what do you call, what do you call here? Like we call it uh, material, materials technology, we call it here. It was basically like woodshop class. Oh, okay. That we took in Irish. Yeah. We took French through Irish. We took Irish through Irish. Things like things like English, some business stuff, like, you, you can take some classes in Irish and English. So that's why they have the two schools. Got it. Kind of mix of classes. As well, when you do like your end of year, like the, the main, main state exam, they have a thing where if you do it in Irish, you get like 10% bonus marks of the marks you didn't get. So if you got 70% in the whole test, the 30% you didn't get, they take 10% of that and add it on. So if you got 70%, you get the bonus. Take up 73 so it's like the difference you get between being, getting an A and B. Yeah. Um, so you have secondary school for six years. And traditionally, the, you, the first three years and the third year you have your first state exam. Then the fourth year is kind of like an in-between year where you do a lot of like activities and trips and 
it's a lot less work orientated and a lot more kind of focused on kind of extracurricular stuff. I remember talking to you about that when you were going through it. Before and you do your fifth year and then your sixth year, which is your IMED, you do the big, your big state exam. And then depending on that, basically you get your results added up. And depending on your results, you get a point total out of 625. And that depends what courses you can apply for. Hmm. So like the higher like medicine law courses would be up around 500. And then arts would be down like 200. So it just depends what you get in that. That seems like so much pressure to put on one test. Yep. And I, I, I was, I did very well in school. Obviously in primary school I did well. Hmm. And then in secondary school I was doing well. But around fourth year, fifth year things were still not really working for me personally so I left my school April of this year and I'm now doing I'm getting the same qualifications I'm doing that same not the same test but I'm doing it a different way and kind of a there's another kind of it's an alternative to mainstream school where we go in the subjects we do are a lot more like applicable to real life so we have things like we have a workplace safety class. We have, instead of English, we have communications. So it's a lot more on, like, like resume writing, mm-hmm. stuff like, like just generic skills that use in the workplace rather than writing essays. Yeah. We have, what classes do we have? Um, we have a career skills class. We have all these kind of just like, Class to help us in the workplace, as long along with our like our maths and all that kind of stuff that we'd also do, compared to mainstream school that strictly only do Irish, English, maths, French, geography, history, and you might be leaving with your qualification, but you don't have those skills to bring out into the workplace. Hmm. So right, so we're in one school now. I do that. I still get the same qualification. We don't have to set a test. Basically, once you have the curriculum done and your work gets graded and you pass your degree, you get the same qualification. And you get a training allowance as well. So we get 205 a week, so like 40-something a day. So every day you come in, you sign in, you get paid. Go on school, basically. <laughs> from, the government, from the government. Oh, man. So I can get a, when I'm studying, I get eleven, eleven and a half or just below eleven grand a year. I think actually for studying, which kind of sorts out my ultimate. I am not gonna lie, your system makes a lot of sense from a, from a developmental educational standpoint. As that, well, since like the way it's done, since we have no test or anything. We don't have to bring any work home. We don't have to really study much. So once I'm out the door, I can go straight to training. I can focus on everything else outside the school, which gives me a lot of time. I just have so much time and the resources to kind of go to where I want to go at sport now as well because of this, which I'm really grateful for. A lot of people don't have. That American educational culture is so much different. It's crazy. That's... 
I've harped on it a lot on this on various episodes of this podcast, but the way we focus so much on academic knowledge and making sure that test scores are high and doing a lot of homework and study groups and all this stuff and the amount of time that kids spend focused on schoolwork outside of school, I think is such a detriment to our society in general. And it sounds like you have it completely opposite and are benefiting greatly from it. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of schools that are like that. Like there's one school in particular in Dublin that I know a lot of people from that play Ultimate Frisbee. Like it's probably the main ultimate school in Ireland. It's a private school and they are very like, they'd be very focused on academics and just strictly getting high test scores, getting into the highest best colleges or universities and just, that's like the sole purpose. There's nothing else. I just feel like from what I've heard overall about education in Europe, I feel like it's generally much more what you described as opposed to what our focus is here. And that's depressing. It's great for you. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, great for us. it's just really, as as somebody now who spends a lot of my time, like, trying to encourage and lead people your age and younger. It's really frustrating when they are so stressed out and so focused on school and they are missing out on life. Like, I feel like you've been able to live life. You get to enjoy yourself. You get to learn about yourself and do all this stuff. And our kids do not have that same opportunity. The crazy part about it is I've traveled this year more than I've travelled, I think, probably nearly my entire life. And I've um, I think I've got an eighty six percentage attendance rate so far this year. And I've travelled more this year than I have my entire life. Because hmm. so much like it just it, it just gives me so much more time to do yeah. whatever. So what what does the future look like for you? What does next year look like? What does five years look like? Do you have a career you're trying to pursue? Do you have an idea? Funnily enough, I have only planned for ultimate, and I have not planned for <laughs> the real life. <laughs> yeah, that that ultimate train stopped pretty quick in terms of income. Yeah, <laughs> I need something to support that because once I'm done school, yeah, I need something. That I, I need a, a real job. But um, oh, I, I could Im- I, I imagine I won't be here much longer. I'm sure I'll move out the country for a few years for a change of scenery. Hopefully, play ultimate. If not, I'll come up with something else to do. I mean, what would besides ultimate? What would a dream career be like? Like, if you could do anything realistically that you could get paid to do like what would you like if it was here we're giving you this job with enough money to be well off to do this what would it be probably work for myself and just um trade uh trade in the foreign exchange markets just something i've been learning for 
years. My dad traded a lot of stocks. He was into that for since I was young. So when I was 12 and 13, I kind of picked up on that and started learning how that all worked. I'd always have a good mind for numbers and maths and stuff like that, so that was just natural for me. And then since I've turned 18, I've been able to do it myself. So that's what I do have on a small scale now, but I'd love to get to a stage where I could just have enough funding there that I can make enough to get by and not have to work. So what is what is preparation for that look like? Do you have all the preparation you need? You just need the money behind it to make it work, or is there I some mean, kind of schooling you can do for that? What is what would that look like? There is there is schooling stuff you can do, but from people in this kind of line of work that I've heard from, it's all just prove you can do it. Keep a portfolio of stuff you've done, so you can just say, look, this is what I can do. Have the evidence to back it up, and then. If you're as good as you think you are, people will invest in you. Because that's what that ends up looking like, right? It's not just you investing your money, making profit on it, reinvesting. No. It's you like handling money for other people too. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have enough capital to make a living. Yeah. Like I, I'd need someone to give me 10, 20, 50 grand to work with to make enough to live sufficiently. How confident are you in your abilities right now? Like, if that amount of money showed up, would you be able to Extremely. be like, yeah, I can do this? Extremely. That's pretty. That's a pretty sweet yeah. position I, to be uh, in, to know that you would succeed at what you wanted, given uh, the opportunity. Like, yeah. That's it's something I really would like to do, if given the opportunity. But, I mean, it could go all go pear-shaped and just... One thing could go wrong. There could be one collapse and you lose someone's 50,000. Yeah. And that's probably the end of that. I mean, how much does that, how much does that prospect kind of slow you down? The idea of like, I mean, there are, there are good gains to be made, but there are big losses that could also come. How much does that deter you from pursuing that? Not much at all. Like, I haven't really lost any of my own money the last, like, I only kind of started doing it probably, probably the last two months. Not even, maybe the last kind of six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. And I haven't lost something yet. I've actually been doing decent enough. So I'll just kind of keep going on this till I finish school. And once I finish school, I'll look at spending more time on it. That's, that's pretty good. pretty good place to be in. Also, well, I definitely need something kind of more reliable to fall back on. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what? What does that eventually look like? Is that just you're just going to kind of ride ultimate out until something happens? What What would it take to get on track and find something more reliable? I'm, I'm I kind of need to start that very soon because I only, only have about four or five months left of school. So I need to start that in the next month or so. Try to get start working somewhere. Or either that or just go to straight to university. But right now I have no idea what I want to do. So I'm not sure. I just want to just jump into a course that I've not fully invested in and just not enjoy it. Yeah.
I gotta wait till I know exactly what what I'd like to do. So what does what's the university system look like? I mean, would you is there something to pursue that you would want to in Ireland, or is, does that look like moving to a different country and finding something else? I've like nothing I've come across really has kind of got me too interested. Like I've been looking now for the last probably two or three years, and there's been nothing that that I've been interested in, and just kind of stayed interested in for a prolonged period of time. Cal State Long Beach is a pretty cool school. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth traveling that far, but you know, I fully, endo- I fully endorse <laughs> Long Beach State if, University. If if you can start an ultimate scholarship, I'll consider. <laughs> Uh, I would need uh, I would need to somehow fall into a bit of money to sponsor that. <laughs> That's not happening. But on the off chance that I end up in some other house somewhere that has we an might. open room, you are more than welcome to, to be a roommate and at least get that taken care of. We might make it big with our uh, ham video, though. Yeah, yeah. If Jake <laughs> if Jake dies eating this ham. And we somehow come in on a lot of money, then you are first on the list. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> and then probably my, uh, nope, my funeral probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's Jake's inheritance too. He'll just pass that on to me because he knows I'll spend it well. Ah, crap. Yeah, I got to figure that. Out. <laughs> I got to write a will. On, on ultimate scholarship. Yeah. Like the, the Jake Lee Mathis Memorial Fund for Long Beach State <laughs> Ultimate. Even though I didn't even go to one, I didn't go to Long Beach State, and <laughs> two, I ultimate. don't play Ultimate. It's okay. It's not about that. It's about your heart if and anything, how willing you are if, to support. If I were to start a charity, it'd be Ford Green Oak Ranch, probably. Though. That's true. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'm trying to trying to make Aaron's dreams come true, and you just shooting them down. I so don't. Much. I'm not gonna die. <laughs> We hope. I hope. Fingers crossed. Death by ham sounds pretty sad. <laughs> Don't put that on my gravestone. <laughs> oh, I did look up pictures of a five-pound ham. It's not as big as I was thinking. I you can't. The, how you? It is. I don't think you understand. No, no, no. My family would get like a bigger one, so like I'm not as afraid. Is it bigger than your stomach, though? Probably. I'm pretty sad. That'd be the issue. I weigh like one, one forty-five. So like, <laughs> this is gonna. Oh, Jake not is do not well. a large individual. No. He's not small, yeah. but you are bigger than Jake. I'm average size. I'm like, I'm five nine, sometimes five ten, and like I, nice. yeah, I, it, it doesn't go well. Man, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> Did you have any of your fun questions? I feel like we made it full circle, and since it's starting to get dark here, it's pretty I really outside, want, actually. I want Aaron to be able to get to bed at a reasonable yeah, I got, time because it's approaching 1 a.m. for him. I got this at least. Someone's about to come up here. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I got one or two questions. Um, so if I were to travel to Ireland right now, where would you take me to have like a great time? Either it be a pub or it be just like. A, like a cool place that you think that everyone should experience for Ireland? That's a tough one. Um, there's one specific weekend in Cork 
in every October. It's called there's like a it's like a kind of big jazz festival that goes throughout the entire city mm-hmm. for an entire weekend. And it's just huge. Like no one here like jazz is not big here whatsoever. But the city is just like it's crazy for that entire weekend. Hmm. That was definitely something that I'd suggest. When is that? Um Oct like it's an October bank holiday weekend, so it's the weekend before Halloween, I think. We got time awesome. to plan ahead. Yeah, look at that. I can put my inside. <laughs> that's, that, that's huge. And other than that, I'd say Dublin because that is like the one thing that ever happens in Cork. Cork is not that much fun mm. at all. <laughs> well, other than that, I'd probably say, uh, yeah, Dublin. Going out in Dublin probably be your best bet there. Mm. Actually, there's one more thing. There's another festival like in a it's called County Kerry so County Kerry is a proper rural kind of country place it's on the wet the southwest coast and in this one town they have a kind of like a fair week-long fair and it's all based on like this mountain goat it's just the most Irish thing ever. That so was just, the last thing I yep. was expecting I you not, to yep. say that it was based it's on all was like a mountain farmers and stuff. It's farmers and just like just oh my God. all the most random stuff. I would go there in a heartbeat. Street that's, stuff. That sounds amazing. But the best part is they pick one goat from the mountain Uh-oh. and put it on this 40-foot like platform in a cage. Just in the middle of the village for the entire weekend. Oh man, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that's so sad. But that's wild. <laughs> that's a holiday. <laughs> if you if you have a computer there, I'm sure if you Google it, you'll see it. It's called the Puck Fair. The P U C K F A I R. Puck Fair Ireland. Oh, the first thing is a video of the goat and the thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is gonna be sound. Don't be sound. I like. This is gonna hurt a little, maybe. If you just go through the photos, you see how just. If you've ever seen a TV show based in rural Ireland, <laughs> it's there's a exactly video like of Puck Fair 1965. <laughs> how long has it's this been old. going on? <laughs> a long time. Since the beginning. Oh my goodness. Look at that thing. The horns on that thing. Oh man. There's cows in the street. This, <laughs> yeah. this is my type of fair. I'm going. Oh my when God. is this like during? I have no idea. It's <laughs> August. Have you ever been? Yeah, I've been lots. <laughs> but when I was younger, when I was like five, six, seven, eight, nine, it would have went. Yeah, that was. That's crazy. What? Twenty thirteen. It was August, like tenth through thirteenth. Ah, that sounds so cool. I, I want to do that now. That's on my bucket list. It look, yeah, it looks just like a fair. That's and so then, funny. But there's a goat in the middle. <laughs> I need to look at this 1965 video. Yep, there he is. Lift it up. Just got a whole bunch of plants in the cage with him so he can eat and be happy. <laughs> That's so funny. His horns are so good. <clears throat> oh my gosh. So, when you're driving around Kerry, though, you'll see those you'll see those goats everywhere, and they stand like on the side of cliffs. When I say on the side of cliffs, I mean on the cliff face. Yeah, mountain goats are insane. They got like the little stand. toe things, and they can stand on the smallest. Yeah, it's crazy. But you, 
you just drive below them as you're driving along the coast, and they just they could fall down on you any second. Yeah, that it starts raining gold. It's raining gold. That's wild. Um, <laughs> my my next question, unless you want to talk more on that, um, <laughs> but what what is like typical Irish meal? Like, what is your favorite Irish meal you guys have? Meal. Um. I mean, typical Irish meal would be like chicken, mashed potatoes, gravy, that kind of stuff. Uh, ham, ham with like cabbage. Personally, I'm not a fan of. I like, personally wouldn't eat much of that. I'm very like, as of late, my diet's been very strict. Yeah. So I wouldn't be having that kind of stuff. But um, that would be very generic Irish. Hmm. A lot of a lot of take like Chinese takeaway. Chinese food is massive here. What? Really? I That's Chinese food is huge here. Like Chinese food is probably the most popular food here, I think. That's so interesting. <laughs> so, like, do you guys just have like chopsticks oh, and stuff? Like, that's so cool. Yeah, like, it's kind of a tradition in Cork. A lot of people in Cork on Christmas Eve get Chinese food. Wow. That's a good thing here. That's so. That's so interesting. Oh. Um. So. Where in the world would you want to travel just for fun? That you haven't been yet. Somewhere that you haven't been. Like, I've seen a lot of, like, Europe, so that's kind of ticked off my list. Yeah. I've been to North Africa, but I want to do, like, African safari, Central Africa. I want to do, like, Tokyo, and, like, a lot of, like, Asian, like, Tokyo, Indonesia, um, Thailand, maybe Vietnam, Australia. I've done like New York and Massachusetts. I want to do West Coast, so California, and I want to do South America. Nice. That's really cool. When, um, did, when did you do New York and Massachusetts? 2006. Okay. So I was very young. Yeah. I remember quite a bit. That's a fun area. New York's pretty. Pretty unique. You've been to New York and I haven't. Congrats. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't travel, contrary to the travel stories I've told. Yeah. Where in uh, Northern Africa have you gone? Uh, Tunisia. Oh, interesting. That's cool. So I was there and maybe a week or two later, the whole, I don't know if you remember, but like, this was probably 2010, I think. There was Tunisia and Libya had a massive civil war. Yeah, that went on for years. So a lot of conflict that happened like a week or two after I left. Oh wow, good timing. Yeah. And then two or three years later, there was a big terrorist attack in Tunisia on a beach, mm. where the gunmen went onto the beach and just shot people down went into hotels. I was on that beach as well, just a few years prior. Oh wow. So that country kind of, I won't be going back there anytime soon. Huh. Yeah, Africa concerns me. Yeah, it's it's madness out there. Where, so, you go to England? Do you go to England a lot? Would you say? Yeah, I say I've probably been there about ten times the last couple of years. Okay. Um, what? Know, what is something you enjoy doing over there? Is it just for frisbee, pretty much, or? Um, yeah, a lot of ultimate over there. I have a few friends over there as well, so I go over and see them. That's fun. So. I've seen that a few times this year. Uh, other than that, I'd be mostly ultimate, yeah. Yeah, Have I was you... there for the Olympics in 2012. Oh, that's dope. What What did you do for? Was... Or what did you go see during the Olympics? Uh, basketball. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's fun. I kind, 
I cannot remember who because it was in the USA, but mm. it was someone. It's still cool, though. Still the Olympics. Yeah. Still world-class athletes. Have you been... Uh, sorry. Have sorry? you... Oh, <laughs> my bad. I, I interrupted you on accident. And... Mike's left. Sorry. Yeah. Um, have you been up to Scotland or anywhere up there? Yeah. Or... I've been to Scotland once ever. Mm. Have you have you seen the famous Highland cows? Nope, I have not. Oh, they are adorable, and I have friends who are obsessed with them. <laughs> they're just these big they, furry cows. I was going to say, yeah, they're the big furry ones. Yeah, they're very interesting. <laughs> yeah, the big fringe animal ones. Mm. Yeah, we definitely do not have any of those. We have lots of the black and white cows, though. Oh, nice. Just the generic ones, there's lots of them everywhere. It's like a buffalo. Yeah, that's pretty much... Well, it's like a European buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that concludes my questions. <laughs> um, yeah, I... <laughs> And on Highland cows, that's a good note. Always. We'll go with we'll go with that. That um, way, Ian has to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to Highland cows. You just gotta hold on till the very end. Every episode, I'll bring them. Don't up. worry about it. You'll make it. Death by a ham and Highland cows. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's pretty good bookends. Pretty good bookends. Oh, um. So what? We'll just end with like, what do you have going on that we can? Uh, be interested in hearing about me bugging you about later. Like, what's the Probably next thing on your calendar that is noteworthy? Pretty much the same thing I've been saying for the last few weeks. Just getting refocused now for our championships next year. Yeah. Just putting a really big emphasis on that. Going to try and I feel like this year for European championships didn't prepare very well, so I feel like I'm going to put in pretty much a whole year of preparation for this and see how it goes. Mm. Come out and maybe score, lose to USA, maybe 15-1, maybe. Maybe 15-2 <laughs> if we're lucky. Man, if you... Uh, I want you to play the US so bad. And I'm going to find somebody you know and just get them for the whole game. <laughs> I hope just... There's only one person I know that might <laughs> make it, and that's it. Um, so we'll we'll hope for that. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Well, we will close out the show. Stay on though when we finish recording, so we can properly say bye. But um, <laughs> I'm so excited about Friday. It is unreasonable how excited I am about. I'm Friday. gonna die. You're not gonna die. You just might not get a hundred dollars, and you might not want to do anything for the next forty-eight hours. Oh but man, it'll be fantastic. My friends come home on Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to get the $100. Um, I'm going to get some sort of money. So, I will at least make it to the first checkpoint. <laughs> we we will have to write knife. out what it is. Um, so, yeah, stay, be tuned in Ooh, Friday. We're clothes. starting at 1 p.m. I should wear, like, a like a, like a a plastic poncho or something. <laughs> Just so I, don't get, <laughs> so I don't get ham on my so shirts or something. you on yourself. Oh, man. One of those lobster napkins. Yes. Oh. Yes. And it should have, like, a pig on it. be, like, this little piggy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I am going to be on Amazon very soon. Oh, man. Um, 
So, as our listeners have now been able to see, we you don't have to be in the room with us in order to be on the show with us. We have officially learned how to use technology in an efficient way to make this happen. So, if we can get somebody from Ireland to be on the show with us, then we can get anybody. And it worked out. I feel like this went better even than like professional podcasts that I listen to. They have problems with their guests frequently. And we managed to pull this we off. We did it very simply. Perfectly. <laughs> and it's great. So thank you for being the guinea pig, Aaron, and for being a good sport. And for making the time. Um, tune in to us in the future. Thursday, as Jake reminded me, is my friend Micah. Micah is one of the most important people in the world to me. He's the person that brought me to Christ. He is an amazingly talented individual, and he's hilarious. And Thursday is going to be a riot, probably. I cannot wait for that. Man, this week, oh, this week has to be the best week of podcast. Sorry to everyone else beforehand, <laughs> wow. but having Aaron, Micah, and the ham eating is going to be really oh, difficult to, to, to top. Um, I, can, I feel bad for everyone who's been out shadowed by or shadowed by a ham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. They shouldn't. They should be very happy. A five-pound ham. So, oh, man. sponsors out there, if somebody wants, if somebody wants to sponsor the, the ham, ham. <laughs> we will have whatever. Like, if it's a company or whatever, it's going to be in the live stream. Live stream. We will talk about it all the time. Give us some money. You could. Somebody could double up on Jacob and donate another hundred dollars to Jake to make this happen. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, it'll it, big things. Could Let's happen. make this a payday. But again, if you want to be anyone wants to be a guest, just hit us up. Come hang out. Find us on social media: Instagram, Twitter, from Bob's office. I didn't let you spell it that time. F R O M B O B S O F F I C E. I stopped paying attention because for whatever reason I had the word front in my mind <laughs> and then you spelled from and I said that's not how you spell front and front is not part of our name. That's how tired I am. I have to be back here in an hour and a half for youth group and I'm tired. Oh, I might as well just say that. Oh, I got a paper to write. Nah, well, I'm going to be by myself then because Kevin and Mariah are at, no one cares about this. We're oh. just going to end the show. Um, Again, thank you. Aaron for being on. We're gonna we're gonna do our thing. Sign us off, Jake. Thank you guys for listening. Um <laughs> have a uh, a great few days. We'll be back here. A few days, why did I say that? We'll be back here on um Thursday. Thursday. That's what it's called. Uh I will officially be on winter break, so my brain will be in use. So thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys then. Have a good week. That's not how we end. What? Who are you? I'm Jake Mathis. I'm Jacob Bomber. Aaron, that's you. I'm Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day.